When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Every day is basically the cover of a Van Halen album. Episode three. You know what? I miss penis. What are you talking about? Are you a boner guy? What a dick. Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Slapperoonie. It's showtime. W-A-T-P. W-A-T-P. Hello, Reverend Bix and Cousaroos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the only show that's rooting for the Iranian people in Ukraine. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week. Who is the guy that everyone likes driving around in his big truck? Who is the best guest on W-A-T-P? Everyone knows it's Andy. That's right, Andy's with us. Hey, Welcome back to the show. Let's chew the shit. People were concerned you weren't at the episode 300. Yeah. They thought we had a falling oh, out. God. Yeah, I, w- I was bummed that I couldn't make it. But... It, it actually worked out really well for everyone. Please yeah. go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel, and that link to our Patreon and Supercast featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month. Also, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and then shit all over us in the comments section today. We'll be reviewing a show called CGR Podcast featuring Turbo Volcano. This is a suggestion from Co-op Degra in the Discord. Andy and I both listen separately. We have not discussed it beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a show hosted by Mark Bussler, and it's interesting. This was a show that was around back in 2018, okay. and then it took like a three-year hiatus, and then he realized that he still had the feed up, and he started making new episodes recently. Yeah, it was strange I, when I looked at the history of the show, how few episodes there were and how long in between. So this I, guy is one of the, the first internet celebrity guys who made videos. Hmm. It's a classic game room. Okay. Actually, the guy. let me read to you the person who suggested this, what they wrote. I present to you this podcast by former YouTube channel known as Classic Game Room. This guy has tried to reinvent the channel multiple times and has completely scorned his audience by acting like a bitter old man against YouTube and his fans. He attempted to make an Amazon show, which was basically a cringy 20-minute-long version of his YouTube videos, which had already been hemorrhaging views. An early YouTube success that now nearly three years after actually making anything game-related on YouTube just bitches about live streamers and extremist content. He makes the same unfunny jokes constantly. Now, I went back to 2018 when he was doing this hilarious thing (laughs) where he is... And remember, this is an adult. This guy's older than us, yep, okay. Andy. Yeah. This is an adult. This is a scripted show that he puts on, and he's playing both characters on it. This is embarrassing. This show has been brought to you by Lord Carnage Mercenary Services, LLC. If you have a shilling, we do the killing. We'll also take checks and money orders. And COD. The last person paid us in nickels. And that person died. Accidentally. It wasn't my fault he was pushed out of the airlock by me, but, you know. You're so easy to get along with. 
hilarious. Really good stuff, guys. He died accidentally by me when I pushed him to kill him. Get it? <laughs> Pretty good joke, huh? Oh, my God. This guy, I mean, I will say. I wish I could explain the context. There is no context. No. It just starts. It just it's, goes. It's diarrhea of the mouth. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say one thing up front. Yeah. Very articulate guy. <laughs> Not a lot of uhs and blah, blah, blah. He knows what he wants to say. Sure. And he's going to talk about it whether you want him to or not. Well, he started this show in 1999. He's been doing this a very long time. Now, what I'm playing for you is Lord Carnage radio drama, where he's playing Lord Carnage and Lord Carnage's computer. Mm -hmm. Let's hear some more of these jokes that this guy wrote. When you look up uncouth in the dictionary, there's a picture of you. I don't know what that means. And it doesn't matter. What are we going to talk about today? Which adventure shall we tell truthfully without over-embellishing it? Stop, Stop using big words on my show. It's, it's like he's just trying to like shoehorn in jokes every fucking two seconds. It never goes anywhere. Yeah. None of it makes any sense. Andy, yeah. what did you pick up on from well, the show? Since we're starting with that, well, I'm going to jump to the end of my clips. Yeah. Because... He's got, the, he seems like he finds these toys, he finds these things, he focuses all his attention on pressing all the buttons on all the things. Yeah. So let's listen to a guy learn how to use GarageBand in clip 15. He's just trying to figure out how a drum machine works, and he's going to make you listen to it in real time. And it's really fun, thus allowing me to just get, get creative and obviously pretty silly with things. So this one that you're listening to is just a simple drum track, and uh, drum tracks are a dime a dozen. Uh, they're, they're fairly simple to create, but that's why I'm starting with, with drum tracks and it's just learning the tools where you drop all the audio files onto a timeline and then it ends up sounding like this. And my you're, music special sucked. You're, su <laughs> you're supposed to you learn how to use this shit out. before you bring it to your show, <laughs> sir. Yeah, right. Okay, and now in clip 16, this is a guy, uh, he introduces a clap track into it and starts clapping along to the metronome clap track out of rhythm. Listen to the, for the end where he's out of time. We'll put the hi-hats on the track, line them all up. There we go. Little old school Beastie Boys. And we'll throw in some bass. Not sure if you can hear that. That sounds like shit. It's terrible. And some claps. Why do not I need to be involved in this? It's really a bizarre show, and I'll play you where he picked it back up. So this is going back to November of 2021, where he realized that he still has this podcast feed. Mm -hmm. The Lord Carnage radio drama. It just it just sounds better. Actually, I forgot all about it. I had to I re, I gave it a quick re-listen. And I like the death clamps. I miss doing the edit station one voice. That was really fun. It's a shame that didn't work, but you know nothing worked. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's really fun for you. Yeah. This guy loves to tell you how much he likes what he's done. Oh my gosh. This reminded me very much of do you remember we did that podcast where the guy, Matt Farley, his 
published more songs, oh, written yeah, more songs yeah, than yeah, anyone yeah, in the history yeah. of the he world. He lived in a hey, van down by the river. Yeah, and he he also makes movies and stuff. And his podcast was just talking about all the projects he's into and all the stuff that he's doing. That's what this guy does too. Vinny, Vinny. Yeah, that's that's all this guy does too. Is he just talks about all the cool shit that he's up to. Well, to my point, just to close Vinny, out my garage band uh, stretch, clip 17. Now that this guy's learned all of the features and everything on, on GarageBand, of course he's going to bring a real toe tapper to the table, right? <laughs> clip 17. I'm tripping on Tide Pods recently. Not everything you create is good. In fact, most of it sucks. Exactly. This guy creates so much different shit, and the only thing he's good at is art. He's he's a pretty accomplished artist. But he loves to talk to you about all the different shit that he's into and all the stuff that he's doing. That's another track that I'm developing with the working title, Supernova Robot Dungeon. And I'm going to start assembling my second album soon. (laughs) Don't! (laughs) So... This whole, this newest episode is just an advertisement for his new project, Turbo Volcano, which is an electronic synth band from the future year 1982. Hilarious. And he's all excited about it. He pretty much puts out a music special episode where he's just playing tracks from this thing. And it all sounds the same to me. Who would do this? And it's got a ton of characters in there. Everything from the uh, 2000, well, everything from 1994 all the way through 2022, so going all the way back to Bullfar and Brother Shabazz, up through like the Horrible Octopus and Robot Kitten Factory, and even some of the stuff that hasn't been released, like Omega Ronin's in there. Way to reference something that hasn't been released. No one knows what he's talking about. No one could possibly know what he's talking about. This is an adult talking about all the made-up characters he's made up in his head. Yeah. He's like, it's so amazing. I have all these amazing characters, the horrible octopus and the robot kitten factory. What the yeah. fuck are you talking R2, about? Keg 2. It's impossible to follow <laughs> any of this. Unless you're a fan, of course, Andy, of the Vortex of Insanity, which I know you are. You wear the t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. So Vortex. So for those of you who are like the Vortex of Insanity fans, he's back. All those Vortex of Insanity fans out there. I, I talk to them all the time. Happens all the time when I run into people or just can't stop talking about it. Yeah. I've never felt more out of a loop so, and been uh, glad about it. I, I did a deep dive on all of this. Let's figure out what how Turbo Volcano came about. Like, What's the origin story of this amazing music that you're creating? Funny that Turbo Volcano started out as that, I guess, the thing from the end credits in Classic Game Room, and it was going to be a comic book concept about a 1980s hair metal band in the future who, by day, they're a group of mercenaries. By night, they're a heavy metal band in the year 5000. Like, it would be a great comic book. It was kind of inspired by one of my favorite TV shows of all time, The Adventures of the Galaxy Rangers. But uh, I didn't get a chance to draw it because, you know, everything else is going on. I've never even heard of the shows he's referencing that he didn't create. I I grew up in the 80s. I don't remember that. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Also, that's a stupid idea for a band. I think they should be scientists (laughs) who then play instrumental rock to save the world. I think that's a way better idea. Mercenaries during the day. (laughs) Just during the day. Yeah, like. (laughs) What? 
this guy needs to fucking focus his attention on something. And yeah. uh, then I was just tinkering with what to do with Turbo Volcano. It bounced around different project ideas and uh, turned into turned into my clothing brand. I uh, do I do sell well. We the, the company sells you know thousands of shirts and sweatshirts and all that kind of stuff. He sells thousands of shirts too. He's got a clothing brand. So I looked on the website. I found a couple of designs that he has, and then there's a link to Amazon that says you can find. Hundreds of designs on Amazon. No, you cannot. <laughs> <laughs> Turbo Volcano doesn't mean anything. And I could not find anything this guy creates on Amazon. There's it's... one design. It's a vortex of insanity, and Andy buys them all. Yeah. <laughs> so the reason why he took off three years was to focus on this new company that he has. And this is the CGR Publishing Group because he stopped with video. He's had enough of video. He's past that. He's moving on. CGR Publishing just released... Our 233rd book this week. 233 books in four years. This guy's publishing books now. In the year 2022, yeah. he's decided, I'm going to be a book publisher. Really? I mean, this guy is <laughs> a day late and a dollar short with every fucking idea. It's all about antiquated technology. Yes. It's so funny because he was like a pioneer in online video shows. Yeah. And now he's publishing, like, that broke him. Yeah. To the point where he's like, I wish it was the 80s again. Right. He's like that Benjamin Button of social media. Yes. He's just, like, going backwards. He's like Mr. Mackey from the latest South Park episode. He's just clinging on to the 80s so hard. Like, oh, I just want it to be the 80s again. Because, according to him, everything sucks now. Blade Runner looks like a downright utopia compared to what we're living in now. Disease, fire, flooding, natural disasters, climate change, misinformation... It, it sucks. Even the music sucks. Everything sucks. Except the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian's okay. But everything else sucks. Actually, the Mandalorian's <laughs> really good. But I'll, I'll cover Star Wars later. The, the one thing that's like the thing from the 70s. The one thing he likes is, the, yeah, the thing from the <laughs> 70s. And also, tacos are still good, right? We yeah. can all agree on that. So I, I said he wants to go back to the, the 80s, but actually it's the 90s. The 1890s. The 1890s <laughs> are just fascinating to me. And that's why a lot of my work focuses on the 1890s. And I've done a lot of World's Fair books, 1893, 1901, 1904, 1915, 1933, 1939, and I'm currently working on 1889 in Paris. So he starts yeah. that sentence by saying, I love the 1890s, that's why I write all these books. Yeah. And then there's one book that's 1893, the rest of them are 1901, 1904, 1915, yeah. 1933, 1939, 1889, none of those are the 1890s. What are you talking about? He's not even doing his stupid shit right. Right. So, I mean, that's really what he's doing is cult he's curating pictures. He's making picture yes. books yes. about the World's Fair. Right. Okay. Yes, so. he's publishing those, and you can purchase them from his website. Yeah, I have some clips about that. Let's see. I, I mean, I'm getting lost in the weeds because I'm going out of order on my clips. little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a Going back to the beginning, I looked at episodes. I'm looking at the feed, and I was like, "This is this titles are just fucking nonsense." Yes. I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is. So I picked the two where I understood the reference. Okay. And the first one is about Predator Christmas. It was from December, mm -hmm. and this is a Christmas episode in clip one. This is a sum up. It's just like rambling absurdism. So it's like Planet Maynard. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Without the drops. <laughs> Welcome back and Merry Christmas time whatever's holiday spirit things. Happy Lord Carnage Appreciation Day, which is celebrated on December 32nd by chasing those people on motorized scooters around with baseball bats. 
I hate those things. I mean, these aren't jokes. No. It's just like a premise of a thing that would happen. And isn't that funny? No, it's, it's not. It's interesting, too, because he talks about how he starts projects all the time that he never finishes. Yeah. Like this podcast in the middle of it mm-hmm. is an unfinished project. Yeah. <laughs> Having Finish an, a thought. Yeah. Having an idea is not like a joke or entertaining. Correct. But yeah, to, listening he, Tom Myers. <laughs> this guy just tries so hard to be creative in every single way, and he's he's just not that creative. Right. It's just not that interesting. Yeah, and it's all just about nostalgia. It's like remember this, you know, yes. and clip two. He has to like bring up Atari twenty six hundred. I don't know. Clip play it. I'm a seventy eight hundred guy. You see 8-Bit Christmas? What, Doogie needs an NES? Who gave that kid a medical degree? He needed an Atari 7800. Friends and family ask me, what do you want for Christmas, Mark? I'm always like, world peace, but I know that's not going to happen. So my second choice is to be left alone. Go away and let me sit by the Christmas tree sipping a glass of whiskey while reading Conan. By crumb, it's a Christmas miracle. I'm being left alone. Read 1970s comic books about Conan womanizing and stabbing snake monsters in the face. That's pretty pathetic. Do you like Atari and Conan? Because this is the show for you. (laughs) Nobody fucking cares about this. Nobody cares about it. I was watching videos. I was just trying to figure out what he's all about. There's a video of him just reading a G.I. Joe comic book from 1985. And it's just oh showing him flipping through the pages God. and reading it all. It's like, what, what, what's going on right now? Is he, ta- sweet gig. Is he talking about it or is he just reading it? He's reading it and yeah, talking yeah. about it. It's just a video of him reading a comic. His lips are moving a little. Look how much fun I'm having. All right, guys. In case people are getting a little bit bored, let's go back to the hilarious scripted jokes he was doing. Back when he mm. was Lord Carnage. Well, if you'll remember which you don't, the Swamp Golem was terrorizing the planet Swamptonia, and we arrived, and you were all like, kill, 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 and it was all like, die, 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 and it was great. We had a lot of fun and printed t-shirts to commemorate the event, and they sold out. You should buy more t-shirts. I don't remember any of this. The only thing I remember is, wait, no, I forgot that, too. Oh, that's a good one. There's only one thing I remember. Oh, I can't remember what it is. You should save that for your stand-up routine, Sarah. It's really good. Also, it's always funny to bring up crayons. Because when you're an adult and you talk about crayons, it's just automatically hilarious. Did you buy more crayons? Do you need to practice writing your name again? No. Just wondered. Because we're out of crayons. It's funny! Well, I don't think it's funny! <laughs> Why? Why would he say you need to practice writing your name again? This is fucking ridiculous. Because I, I, I used to listen <laughs> to Harmontown. So Harmontown. Yeah. Dan Harmon would do that. He had like that whatever toy he's using. It was just like yeah. a handheld microphone where you could just modulate or isolate it between the high. And he would do it live on stage, mm-hmm. but actually had jokes and would right. make it funny. And didn't write it down ahead of time. Actually just came up with shit. Right, yeah. And this is just like, oh, look at what I can do with my buttons. It's embarrassing. Everything that he does seems to be like his hobby that brings him joy, but no one else would find interesting. Yeah. And he puts it out on the internet. It's a diary. Yeah, this is just like a diary. It's just for him. He's putting out to anyone. This is Patrick Michael in 15 years. You know what? That's so funny <laughs> that you wrote this because clip three I called Broken Skull dig- <laughs> Digressions, where he'll just veer off in a pointless tangents. Get, get away from the stereo. I swear to God, if, if, if you turn Mariah Carey on, there will be blood and screaming. 
three appropriate Christmas songs allowed to be played in my house. Oh, and this is where we play the game. What okay. do you think the three Christmas songs that he's going to select are? Chipmunks. Okay. <laughs> That's a good guess. That's my first guess. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, I got to think, like, like, what's 80s? Like, maybe, like, um, George Michael's uh, Last Christmas? Yeah, right? Or is that Wham? I don't even know. Wham. Mm-hmm. But uh, okay, clip four. Let's hear. <laughs> right, let's, 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 let's hear like the Chris, appropriate Christmas songs, that classic tracks. Holy shit, Card! If you listen, Andy's bringing a game to the show. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC. Oh, this is that, Christmas music. Goddamn right it is, Argyle. He knows what's up. Remember Argyle. And Christmas in the Drunk Tank by the Pogues. Okay. Which I think is called something else, but if you ask Alexa to play Christmas in the Drunk Tank, she knows what's up. Something also, no I choose guess. to believe that Alexa looks just like Farrah Fawcett in Logan's Run. Remember I'm that? pretty sure she does. In my brain, at least. Who doesn't? And number three is Frank Sinatra, who can sing whatever the fuck he wants to. Frank gets a pass. Something no one would guess. What's his point? What's the point of this? Why is he doing this? Just, he talks about how busy he is. He's running a company. He's publishing all these books. He's, he's making books. He's constantly busy, and he's spending time on this? Why? What's the point? He's a lonely man. Sounds like it. He's a lone person <laughs> surrounded with collectibles. I think he's just looking around the room at shit that he has yeah. and talking about when it. When I start doing a podcast where I'm both the host and the co-host, that's when you know I've lost it. Yeah. That's what this guy is doing. He's, you're right. Lonely is the right term for what's going on with this guy. Let's let's get to some more hilarious comedy that he wrote. Care for space octopi, but these space octopuses had deep pockets and a lot of money to spend, which we took happily and exterminated. The death clams, but... Oh, this part's great. You'll love this. They were flame-resistant. Cowardly clams, they hid in their clamshells as I tried to blast them with my flamethrower. So instead, he picked up the clams and threw them into an orange plastic bucket and then filled it with lava. Eventually, they ate themselves as a means of escape. It was hilarious. Nope. <laughs> this is the most random fucking nonsense. Yeah. And it would come up with, and it's bizarre because even the pacing on it, remember, this guy is talking to himself. He obviously edited this in post, put it all together, and the pacing is horrible. Oh, Dear Lord Carnage, I enjoyed your battle against the moon wolves. Will you come to my village and ravage my body? Well, I guess that really depends. Who's it from? Uh, oh, you're not going to like this. Why did they send a picture? Well, it yeah, sort of. Their it's their avatar. It it's, it resembles something you dislike greatly. Prohibitionists. Even worse than that, it it's from it's from Jar Jar fan number one. No! I like how you say this is going to be Patrick Michael in 15 years. Like he has to develop <laughs> skills. He's not there yet. If but any of there. us were able to make a podcast when we were 10, it may yes. sound like this. Yeah. Yeah. It's a child's podcast. Yeah. yeah. Those are well, good jokes for a 10 year old. Right. Oh, everybody hates Jar Jar, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good let's, one. De let's definitely do a 47 second setup to uh, Jar Jar Binks sucks joke. Yeah. That's great. Especially with all the dead air in there, too. Well, that's phenomenal. A, I'm glad you mentioned that because I've never worked harder on crushing these, like, 
shrinking these clips down yeah. to like 30 seconds. I'm like cutting out all the fu the fucking pregnant pauses. I know how much you hate hard work, so I apologize. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. <laughs> but in clip five, I, this is a, a perfect example. I did so much editing to kind of just get it down to this, but it's just more member berries. It's a guy rambling in his basement about remember the good old days when Predator was a good movie. Let's talk about Christmas movies that aren't Die Hard. Hans, Booby. <laughs> oh, it never gets old. The second best Christmas movie. I'm going to go with The Empire Strikes Back. Of course, Luke had all kinds of problems. He tried to hook up with his sister. You know, of course, who could blame him? Did I just say that? I did. <laughs> Any other good Christmas movies out there? Robocop. There's like that scene when he wakes up when they're all having a... Uh, the drunken New Year's celebration, which is kind of close to Christmas, so in my in my in my book that counts as as a Christmas movie. Predator, also a good Christmas movie. He just made the reference. Remember this? Remember that? He is dildo. <laughs> Wait, did he say Empire Strikes Back's a Christmas movie? He's, although he was saying all those movies are Christmas movies. He's just naming is snowy. He's is a, that why? Naming movies that he likes. <laughs> That he would Idiot. watch on Christmas when he's home by himself and none of his family wants anything to do with him. What a fucking retard this guy is. <laughs> Give me one more example of that. In the next battle, perhaps we should take the fight to the eyeball monsters. Hey, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Yay, teamwork. That's how his episode ended. Oh, geez. That was how Lord Carnage came to an end, and then he didn't get back to it for three years. Yeah. And then three years later, he comes down and he goes, I was listening back to those uh, those Lord Carnage dramas. It was pretty good. No, yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't good. This guy's never listened back to anything that he's done and said, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. He's always like, right. oh, look what I did. Yeah. Isn't this great? I remember when I did it. It was awesome. Everybody likes to hate things. It's a lot of fun. That's correct, sir. You got that right. <laughs> This is just confusing as fuck. He's talking about some book he's making, but it's the second edition of a book that he already made, and it covers certain areas of time and then other pieces of time. Check that one out, Retro Megatrix. To a pretty big book, 238 pages of nonsensical artwork from yours truly. I started the Retro Megatrex series in 2017 with the first volume that collects numerous art projects from 1994 all the way through 2017 so stuff from when i was in high school through college the early 2000s 2008 <laughs> yeah. era up until 2017 this one focuses on 2018 to 2022 but also uh, disco 8 track is in there which is circa 2016 i found it while i was working on the book on a hard Jesus. drive and forgot all Who's about it Seriously, self-important dicko sums up the show. We could have just ended the whole segment just with that. Yeah. This guy's a self-important dickhole, <laughs> and he's trying to sell his book. Like, this episode I listened to is just an advertisement for this fucking book. That, he, that's the whole podcast Yeah, that. And he doesn't he's do a good job. Pull, pulling things off his shelf in his basement saying, look, look I did this, I did this, and I'm going to talk about it and tell you about it. The, the, the entire book starts off with like a 12 or 14 page original story, which is super obnoxious and offensive. So it's great. All about getting your art career canceled and loving it. <laughs> great. Can't wait to read this book with the obnoxious and offensive story that starts it. That sounds awesome. But if this... I would, if I could, though, before he gets to all this book bullshit, which is really just like 
curating pictures. Yes. And uh, it's all just curating picture books. Yeah, and, illustration. Well, so, some of the old stuff is like photos, but like the stuff that he's talking about here are, is, is cartoons that he's drawn when he was in high school. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that makes right, sense. Right, exactly. It, that wasn't even a joke, and yet you laughed at it. It's like, yeah, that's, that is what it is. It is. Yeah, sorry, check out. <laughs> Play my clip six. This is him talking about his creative process. Okay, I can't wait to find out. I just I just do everything all the time. <laughs> I finished some projects and started several projects. And I suppose over the uh, next couple months in the future, assuming we survive the Space B invasion, you'll hear me speak more about this. The creation process is slow and methodical. Now, when he talks about projects, quote uh-huh. unquote, uh-huh. you have to you have to realize that. I mean, when I, when he says it now, I picture him sitting at like a fifth grader desk yeah, covered yeah. in glitter, making macaroni art and hand turkeys yeah. for he's his like, mom. He's like Adam Sandler yeah. in uh, whatever that movie's called. <laughs> yeah, yeah Billy Madison. Billy, he's like Billy Madison, <laughs> <laughs> like sitting with all the other kids. And yeah. he's, he's drawing his thing, and they're drawing their thing. really all he's doing is just flipping through photos of the World's Fair. Yeah. But really, he made a documentary film mm-hmm. about the World's Fair back in the day. So this is his real claim to fame is that in Clip 7. I guess this actually brings me back to the dawn of the CGR publishing empire, 2017, with my 1893 Chicago World's Fair books. I've, I, I have experience producing and writing World's Fair stuff dating way back to 2004, 2005, when I produced and directed a film on the 1893 World's Fair. A great experience, my, probably my all-time favorite documentary filmmaking experience. The film turned out great, the crew was great, the process was great, it did well, and I got to work with Gene Wilder. It was just awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm so embarrassed for him. Why'd you leave in all the rest of that music right there? <laughs> what was the point of that? <laughs> and he's just digging the tune. <laughs> But yeah, so this world's this world's. I didn't want to cut it until the chord progression was over, Carl. Yeah, the OCD or something. I got rhythm. What are we talking about? So really, just he's like, oh, I had lightning in a bottle with this World's Fair doc. Yeah, and now I'm just gonna make a picture book about the World's Fair for every year that there ever was a fucking World's Fair. Oh yeah, and that's all he's doing. And are people buying these books? No, of he's, course not. He's published two two thousand. 300 books in the last four years. No, I'm sorry, 233 books in the last four years. Yeah. Was he selling like five copies of each? Is that like the business model? I, Just I pump out as much shit as possible? And and if it's you all three self-published. Of each? Just saying you made a book doesn't mean that it's selling well. It is a company, though. It is an actual company, though. The CGR Publishing. Okay. And it all came from Classic Game Room, which is something he's not doing at all anymore. There's he does have a Robotron, by the way. Do you notice that? No. Yeah, he's got a, he's got an original Robotron no. machine. Thought you'd find that pretty cool. Hmm. What is that, dorks? Look <laughs> <laughs> up a dork talk. <laughs> Robo. <laughs> <laughs> it's a game from the seventies, Andy. If you must know. Oh wow. If you must know what we're talking about. All right, let's let's blow through the rest of these because I got to talk about Stuttering John today. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, all right, so I mean, if when we're going to talk about antiquated World's Fair bullshit, let's have a picture book about game consoles that nobody plays anymore. Clip eight. The holiday time, Christmas, Hanukkah, Lord Carnage Appreciation Day. You know what's a great gift? The ultra massive 
video game console guide series. Not one I talk about too much anymore. This uh, those came out in 2017. The first two were released in 2017. Back when I was living and breathing video games every single day and had a studio set up and uh, actually produced those. Those books are over-engineered. And I love over-engineered things, so they, they look really good. Who would you buy that for? Do you like video games? Yeah, I love video games. Here's a book yeah. about video games. Right. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I want to play, cool. play video games. Cool yes. books. Give me a video game. <laughs> Here's a picture of a GameCube. Wow. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, girl, do you like baseball? I love baseball. I wrote a story about it. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a that picture of a good. Here's a picture of a baseball. Yeah. Want to yeah. play? Here's a flip cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Great, fucking awesome. Oh god. I mean, even uh, clip nine is my favorite. This is so pathetic. And in fact, I even took a number of the game consoles on vacation with me. So there's these very cool shots of like the 32x on the beach and the Sega Genesis on the beach, and the Game Boy on on the beach. Who takes game consoles He's to the beach? Me. <laughs> He's taking a picture of a fucking Game Boy in the sand. The Aww. Swedish bikini team is losing their tops in the surf behind him, and he's fucking taking a pic. Wow, the Game Boy looks great with a sepia tone on it. Congratulations. Guys, can you stay out of my shot, please? <laughs> Your boobs are all over my Sega shot. Gross. Could you please move? <laughs> That's bizarre. That's bizarre behavior right there. God. This guy is fucking pussy repellent. <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing with his life? I don't know. He's publishing books now. I don't know. He's got to document all this stuff because he's not going to have any kids to carry on his legacy. All right. Anything else you want to hit on this, uh, on this fella? I mean, we could talk all day about how pathetic this is. You're good? Sure. All right. In that case, I have to talk about this latest beer on the balcony from our fed Stuttery John. How do you get this shit? I got connections. And to help us with this, the person who coined the phrase the dabbler, which only grows in popularity, Chrissy oh is joining God. us. Oh my Hello. God, I'm starstruck. Wow. I'm putting Chrissy in between honor. us, Andy. You see this? We got a Chrissy sandwich going right now. Ooh, <laughs> Video we just Eiffel need some mayo. <laughs> Chrissy, thanks so much for joining the show. It's been a minute. Happy to have you back. Thanks for having me. Are you guys in the same room, we dressed are. in the same way? On purpose? No, we both have uh, Star Wars wood paneled basement. <laughs> okay. I was like, wow, you guys have a type. And you look d kind of related. I yeah. don't know. Are, are you getting that? I, I've been told that Andy's my brother in law, yeah. although I don't okay. think that would make us related anyway. So I don't think that's the case. Okay. Yeah. Chrissy, I don't so have actual friends. Her. I just have family members that I make do my show with me. <laughs> that's good. That's so, good. I wanted to talk to you about uh, what happened to you earlier this week that you had Holy money stolen from you shit. and yeah. a credit card. Was, you got Zoomocked was, from I got Zoomocked, uh, Compound right? Media. Mm -hmm. We had a thief. We had a, bul uh, a burglar. I was burgled. You were burgled. I was burgled. I think for the first time ever. I think this is the first time I've been like robbed. And it happened like under our noses like while i was doing my show live, like she followed a bunch of us into the into the building and uh i mean okay it's i can say this now because they're changing it because they now will starting i guess right now they are gonna have like 
downstairs security but there i guess for whatever reason the guy would leave always like right before my show and i guess she you know it was pretty lax it's not gonna be lax anymore but it was very lax so she just you know my show it's always like a zoo there's always like you know porn stars comedians people that we invite from the bar to come by we have our own kind of like no one's accusing you of running a tight ship Christy. can i get invited very loose ship it's the loosest ship on the network yeah there's there's wag packers there's vagrants there's alcoholics always on the show uh, and that's not just Gino. And sometimes he's there too. And so this woman wandered in behind a bunch of us. We all came in at the same time because now we have like a pre-show at Sullivan's across the street. So we all wander in together. Uh, and I remember there was this like black girl kind of hanging around, but like, I don't know, there's, there's always people in the studio for all sorts of reasons. And then I get a text from Drew at compound. Like, yeah, we had a thief at the studio ask your guests if anything was stolen and i immediately think of like oh poor mikey and the guests i'm like messaging everybody and and then i was like oh i guess i could look at my i just thought the last thing that ha- would happen would be that something would happen to me and then i look in my wallet and i was like oh my god that whole fucking huge wad of cash i had is gone this bitch left me two dollars oh, and she's like 300 bucks oh, stolen and, and i was tr- and i'm trying to be now this person who has cash on me i'm trying to thwart the new world order i'm trying to <laughs> pay in cash for things i'm trying to not be part of this cashless society i'm trying to not have a social credit score i'm just like hey i'm slipping people tipping people i just had fucking headshots taken a couple days before so i had that on me i was gonna pay the guy in cash because he was moving to another state and uh i just was fucking i'm I'm trying to be cash mayor over here and this girl she took it all except for two bucks and i'm like this is oh my god it's gone and then i i was like yeah i was i was noticing why like you know my my lips in payment like bounced back because that was set on that it was my business credit card that she took and i was like my mom Wow, (laughs) listen to this one. She's got cash. She got a business credit card. You really put together over there, Chrissy. Wow. It's my fucking American Airlines business card. So I call them up and I'm like, let's see what kind of purchases this bitch tried to make. (laughs) And um, they were like, oh, she tried to buy a Metro card. She she tried to spend like four or five hundred dollars in a Dwayne Reed. And I was like, and and as you can tell from this story and from I mentioned earlier, like and I put this tweet out. I was like, you know, I got robbed. The person's skin color doesn't matter, but it is what you're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's so, interesting, though, because they have it all on video because yeah. she's yeah. they have video cameras everywhere at Compound Media. So we watched the whole thing on the Anthony Cumia show. We went back and watched her going through everyone's pockets and all the coats. Oh, my God. And Gino he comes over and shakes her hand. Uh, and the guys in the control room are all talking to her like, hey, what's going on? Uh, and she just pretending that she belongs there. She's yeah. robbing everyone. Oh my God. Gino, Gino has this triangle shaped basically into a, a fanny pack for your shoulders. She's taking it out, flipping it upside down. There's fucking <laughs> bugs coming out. She's got nothing from Gino. Yeah. She's, in and out, she's in and out of the coat pockets. My shit was all under the coat coffee table i had a fucking macbook like this my main laptop thank god she didn't take that i've been so fucked i mean i i thank god she was more of a pc girl uh and and decided not to take my whole fucking laptop i had brand new jeans i'm not gonna learn that operating system fuck that (laughs) it's uh, so funny because we have like a mutual friend that works in loss prevention and his boss is always just like 
man, you really know how to like figure out who's stealing. How yeah. do you do that? <laughs> how do like, you ever figure it out? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Nothing to do with uh, profiling. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just have funny. an instinct. And here we are, Compound Media, right? We have this certain reputation, but everyone's being nice to this girl. Gino's friggin', you know, we you saw the footage, Gino's shaking her hand. Yep. Nobody asked this fucking girl who she's here with, why she's here. She was so comfortable. She's FaceTiming with somebody who knows, probably checking out the camera equipment looking to come back and apparently this She's woman had it yeah anthony was funny he's before. like i'm gonna get off the train be walking to the building and, and see all this compound equipment just walk right past me like hey oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah you have to, we have to rebuy it from some guy on the corner yeah, exactly. and it all says compound media on it and we're like ah man well chrissy i'm so glad that you're safe and everyone's safe and everything's okay you're safe everything's safe okay good yeah so, and I guess this bitch had hit and she had robbed a couple of the other floors on the building. So. How do you rob floors? It used to be 19 fucking... stories. Now it's only 17. What the yeah. fuck happened? Remember the good old days when you didn't have to take your shoes off to go to work? Everything, everybody's going to have to get strip searched now. I don't know. And I got so mad watching this footage because I'm like, this girl has a nicer coat than me, nicer yeah. boots. Oh, I know. She she, she, her nice nails were all done. She looked put yeah. together. Wow, she really she stole all that shit from somebody cooler than you. <laughs> <laughs> she looked great. So um, I sent you over this beer on the balcony where Stuttering John chats with a guy he grew up with in the old neighborhood. Did you oh, watch yeah, this? Oh, yeah, Danny. Yeah, Daddy. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I watched Boomers on the Balcony. I watched it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Holy now, shit. I put together a compilation I'm going to play first. It's a little bit longer, but the reason why I put this together is because this is a response, Producer Chris, to the bonus show that we did about his book, mm -hmm. Easy for You to Say, where he tells all these stories about his childhood, and I'm going, this is bullshit. This is made up. This is all nonsense. So he has to get his buddy on to prove that all the stories from his book are true and real. So I put together a compilation. He talks about how he liked to get chased, how cops were chasing him on the beach because he was undoing girls' bikini tops, talking about sketching, talking oh, about God. egging pizza guys, uh. talking about knock-knock runaway. Remember that? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, so we're experiencing blowback from the knock-knock runaway offense? Yes, and actually, there's a tell in here that tells me I, for sure somebody sent him our episode. Okay. Uh, shitting in the bag. that's off camera that I can't see? Oh, producer Chris doesn't have a camera. Yeah, producer Chris, that. show your face. I'm curious. Does he also have glasses and wood behind him? He does. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, I don't normally do a video show. I'm, just, I'm trying this out. This is like an experiment. Well, maybe you should. This is nice. I'm trying. I'm trying, but I don't want to, like, scare people away with producer Chris just yet. I've got to ease people into that. All right. So, anyway, this is this is the uh, the compilation where he goes through every story that he wrote in the book that we went through on that episode. These two chapters. No, you would. What do you mean? You guys would knock on my door and go, hey, do you want to get chased? All right. And then we would go get chased. And you're, and you're the fat ass who always got caught. <laughs> You know, you know, the girls would chase us all over the place. You know what I mean? But then the cop got involved, and he started chasing us. And guess who they caught? Hey, it's hard running in the, in the sand, you know? <laughs> they always catch Danny. So they caught Danny, get on our feet, and then skitch all down the snowy roads. And then... And then if we got bored, we would try and kick each other off by kicking each other's feet out. <laughs> that we would call the pizza guy, order a delivery, 
and then go on Good God. Danny's Ooh. roof with a dozen eggs. How oh, hearty laughs at this. And when the pizza guy would show up, we would just egg him from the roof. Oh, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> cracking himself up. And then the dog you heard. Everyone heard of Ding and Ditch or whatever, doorbell ditch. Right. We used to call it a ring and run. But run. we would ring the doorbell no, and then jump over the door and run the house. And then when they went up on the door, we'd be like, weep. <laughs> a shit in a bag, a brown paper bag. We all did. And, 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 and I, I go, um, and they ask me, oh, yes, this is the phone company. Please do not pick up the phone because if you do, because we're working on the lines, tell if us you do, somebody on our end will get a severe electric shock. <laughs> so if the phone rings, don't pick it up. So then we would call right back, and when they would pick it up, we'd play the tape. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was crazy. Oh, shit. <laughs> He's cracking himself up. Yeah, really? Wow. I, I, can't, I can't imagine anything I did when I was eight that would make me laugh that hard now. <laughs> I think John's body is crying out for help in many ways. <laughs> yeah. uh, I yeah. really feel like his, his he, he grabbed for his heart the last time on that last <laughs> on that last laugh there. He's literally going to be like that SNL sketch where he's like, I'm having a heart. <laughs> he's really trying to sell it. Wouldn't, that, he? wouldn't that be great if he just died of natural causes on camera during that? <laughs> no. <laughs> during his happiest moment. Yeah. Meanwhile, Dan looks like uh -huh. he's going to be murdered by Jason Voorhees. He's in a <laughs> barn somewhere. What the fuck? Well, I felt bad. I felt so bad for poor Danny. You know, Danny clearly has never live streamed in his life. Right. Uh, but John spends the first like a good 15 minutes like berating his poor friend who like, you know what I mean? A 15 I minute phone call I, I have that in clip. advance. <laughs> Yeah, uh, would this have is, solved all of their technical issues. I, I love when John likes to big time people over technology issues because John doesn't understand technology at all. It's been well documented over the years. And if there's one person who doesn't know tech as well as he does, he gets like real pompous about it. You know, and you know, I I wasn't that into fighting in those days, but I hated the fact that I was being bullied. Let me see what this idiot is. He doesn't even have a green screen. All right, let's see. What's up, man? Danny, go go on your phone. Go, I am. I put, I put it up in the Google bar. Go to your email and just click on a link. All right. Come on, my brother. You can handle this. All right, I got it. Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, what a fucking asshole. Why does this have to be broadcast? Why can't he just, like, mute his shit for a second and call his friend who has no clue, a fellow boomer, yeah, because yeah. he, he actually thinks that he's cool when he does that. Right, he, that he wouldn't be able to big time him. Crow's pointed that out. When he does his tough guy shit, it comes off so poorly. He doesn't realize. He thinks he's like the coolest guy. Like, yeah, look at me. I'm telling this guy how to click a link in his email. Because oh. yeah. then 75 uh. YouTube viewers wouldn't know that he was not the worst person with technology. <laughs> right. Come on. Click a link. But real quick, though, before we move on, I do want to point out that the tell that we know that John heard our episode, so somebody is feeding him our bonus shows was the fact Ooh. that he called it uh, Ring and Run. He goes, Ding Dong Ditch, we called it Ring and Run. He called it Knock Knock Runaway. That was the term he used in his book. Right. That we go, there's no such thing as Knock Knock Runaway. I bet he called it the N-word. Yeah, N-word Runaway. Yeah. N-word Knocking. Yeah, N-word, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think he was making that up, and now he's 
Yeah, he's such a terrible liar. You can see he's like, what am I not supposed to say real quick? Uh, <laughs> yeah, nah, no, not that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Got it. His brain functions in slow motion <laughs> for everyone to see. Um, but he also is in Mensa, which he'll remind us yet again. <laughs> then they moved the bright kids, the brighter kids from East Plain in to Pickin. Now, of course, you know, as as you all know, I'm a, I'm a Mensa genius. I went to Pickens school. Uh-oh, retard alert. <laughs> retard alert, class. I don't know why he's still doing the Mensa thing. Does he really think he's so much smarter than everyone else? Is that... Wasn't is it, he joking there? Yeah, I mean, isn't it established that that's a running gag? Nobody, yes. nobody believes that. Nobody believes that. Yeah. Unless the essay stands for sloppy alcoholic. There's no <laughs> organization called Mensa that he's a part of. I was a smart kid. Uh, I, had to, I had to take a different uh, bus to school. Yeah, it's such a weird <laughs> brag because he's talking about first grade where he started going to this different school because he was so smart. Like, No one's smart in first grade. You weren't smart then. You aren't now. The way that John t tells or retells these stories, like the way he remembers details from yeah. like 11 years old. What is this? This is elementary school, middle school. He remembers all the names of all the people involved. He remembers all the names of all the streets involved. All the left turn, the right turn, half a mile there. I'm like, it's a I good think strategy. he's autistic. Mm -hmm. I think no. he has Asperger's. He's got like retard strength Asperger <laughs> recollection of, of how many years ago these childhood stories. I was blown away. I was like, I can't remember that's shit you should from put when the I was 11. Who could contest this? Well, that's what's interesting, yeah. Chrissy. I picked up on that too. And I got the sense that Danny was just there to nod in agreement. Like there was like yes. a discussion they had previously. That's like, I'm going to tell all these stories about our youth. You just got to agree with everything I say, yeah. because <laughs> wouldn't you, if you were my friend when we were seven, and I told some story, you'd be like, oh, God, really? That's what I, I don't remember that. How do you remember that? Say, you know? No, you're wrong. Or like, I don't remember that, John. I don't know. Yeah. He's just going to be like, okay, yes, and. Yeah, you could pay any homeless derelict in L.A. to sit on you on uh, zoom and be like yeah i remember that that was hilarious <laughs> dan was not contributing any details that no. weren't in the book that john wasn't just regurgitating right oh, wow. and and actually it's funny because at the end i don't know why he does this but he asks danny if he wants to plug anything and, and danny <laughs> no is like a, he's like a retired like yeah. blue collar guy yeah. you know he's like yeah uh if you need your driveway plowed <laughs> i have uh, i got a truck yeah. and a plow yeah I, uh, I have an hvac company yeah. uh summer's coming up <laughs> and now danny you know tell everybody uh uh Jesus so what's Christ. going on now with you danny <laughs> what a segue. Not, what do you mean? What am I doing? Retired? Retired? Fucking guy's retired. It drives me crazy. You're retired already. Yeah. Yeah, but dude, I had fucking back surgery. Biggest mistake of my life. It's you know? so, hilarious. Actually, it's freaking boring being retired. I got to come up with a hobby, man. I really do. Do you want to plug anything? Yeah. I, I'm not even interested in my life. Why would anybody else be interested in my life? You want to plug your back surgery? What hospital did you have it at? Shout out to the to Dr. Klein. 
Jack's wow. so stupid. <laughs> this is not a guest. This should not have been a show. This is no, like a conversation of two been, friends remembering shit. This could have been a phone call. This, yes. this could have been, if this man is truly your friend, meet up at that bar, that local bar, get together, have like a real hang. I, it feels like he's subjecting the audience. And it's like I, I as a viewer, as a listener, feel like a third wheel because I'm like I have no con. They should call it exposition on the balcony. Every, everything's <laughs> like, oh, you got a story for this. Oh, leading up to it, and now we were a little bit older. Nothing's in order. No, like the audience, we don't know. It's like unless you're from this very specific area of Long Island. Uh, who cares what these fucking who fucking cares, cares? Who cares about any of this? And then oh, you have to pay to watch beer on the belt to be a subscriber for this. So let's hear what the perks are to be able to uh, watch this show. Perks. If any of perks. you guys in the chat have a question for Danny, now's the time because <laughs> any question you have about our childhood, Danny will answer about his recollection of a young stuttering john <laughs> why would anyone have a question for danny andy where were you i should have been yeah. calling in i would have paid fat five dollars to ask why are you doing this to yourself <laughs> yeah. he's there to be a fluffer he's a story fluffer he's a story fluffer yes yeah. danny is there a gun to your head right now <laughs> poor danny Poor and Dan. also, he won't let Danny tell any of the stories. You know, <laughs> the, he he John has to tell the stories, and then they argue on how to tell the stories, and then and then John will set it up or tell it in his way, and then he goes, "Okay, now tell the story, now do it." Like he's this, remember this, that this, I was this, the fastest kid and I banged the hottest girls. Now tell the story. Do it the way I told you to do it. <laughs> it's so <sighs> sad. It, it's this is this reeks of glory days. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that should have been playing behind this whole episode because in every other, you know, every couple of minutes, he's like, we did okay, right? We're doing okay, right? <laughs> We're okay. Oh. I have kids. You have kids. <laughs> We're still okay. We did good for ourselves, didn't we? I mean, you're still married. I'm not, but <laughs> everything's okay. <laughs> Can you have a broken back and I have cirrhosis of the liver. <laughs> We're doing all right. Yeah. Doing good. He acts like his childhood was the most amazing childhood anyone's ever had in the That's history it. of childhoods. No, I know it, 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 it's, but it was never ending, Danny. It's like, like our, like our, like everything was just, you know, it, it was just, I don't know. Like, yeah. I thought we had like, you know, it was just an, it was all an adventure, you know. It was just like, you know. And by the way, there's no way any like anybody like there's no way kids would ever do that, you know. No, now. no, no, no way, no way. They're the coolest people to ever exist. That Danny doesn't happen anymore. Looks Which like part a wouldn't hostage. they do? Like if you just tune out John and look at Danny and look at his surroundings, yes. there's yeah. like a little bit of light coming through a vent. He has this like afraid look on his face. Yeah, he's I think about Danny to be headed by the <laughs> yeah, by a terrorist. Yeah, it's crazy. And like he's like me and Danny down by the handball. <laughs> I wanted to play like fucking Paul Simon over it. It was a lot. Well, let's get into I some like he more. Was paying this man to be his friend. That's what it's like. We did this, right? <laughs> oh, it's it's worse than that. He makes his friend tell everyone how great his book is. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh, god, Danny. You know, I gotta tell you, uh, 
uh, you are one of my closest friends, and I love you dearly. Did and and you know you did like my book too, right? Oh, dude, it was awesome. Mm. <laughs> you did like my yeah, book, right? So sad. Chrissy, wouldn't you ask that question? Like, what did you think about my book? Did you read it? Did you enjoy it? You did like I, it, right? It was all part of John's plan to butter up Danny for some money so that he can go to D.C. <laughs> I think this, that's the larger plan is he's just like, we're good friends, right? I'm about to throw me 50 bucks. So I you can like being a guest on this podcast, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Chris, you really love WATP, right? This is your favorite oh, time yeah. of, the, of the week oh, right yeah. now? You're definitely the smartest and the fastest. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I'm funny. concerned about John's health overall. Me too. Me too, for real. And it's it's interesting. I'm not. Yeah, what? Because you got to be the death yeah. tool. <laughs> so fair. So um, you brought up the fact that John has this vivid memory of all these details from when he was a child and remembers these stories. But then he doesn't know that his band played at Danny's wedding. Oh, God. It, it's amazing that we're still alive. I mean. I know. I know. The band played at the wedding. That was awesome. That was great. That was great. But our band? You played at my wedding, bro. Did we? I didn't even remember that. Yeah. yeah. There was a, I had Lenny Coco on the chimes, like a fifties band, a original fifties band, and and you guys did like a like a five song set, whatever. You don't remember? No. <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> Not only was he wow. at this guy's wedding, his band performed at it. He has no memory of it. Yeah. I would have put that in my book if I remembered that. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Damn, that's a pretty, that's a, that's like a real memory. That's like a real life event. And then after that, he goes in and berates the guy because John wasn't his best man, which is not behavior that men partake in. Oh, why no, wasn't I your best man? Are we best friends? Are we BFFs? Not. Yeah. Well, even if you were, you were there, would you even remember that you were? <laughs> yeah. Dad, you just said you were. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe you weren't the best man because you were fucking drunk and no one could rely on you. Possible. Um, so this is getting back to where you were talking about how it just sounds like a conversation that should not be a show. It's just two people no. reminiscing. All right, go ahead, Danny. No, 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 I'll let you tell this one. Don't All right, so now we're getting... No, no, no. Honestly, honestly, wait, Dan. Honestly, the timeline, because one no, night... That's my first with the car. With the door yeah, that's what I'm there. saying. So one so night... You tell it, you're... Good. Yeah. I'll tell you. Good, good, good. I want to hear your version. Uh, what the fuck is happening? No, you go. No, you go. No, no, you go. All right, I'll go. Wait, no, wait. I'm not going. You're going. Poor Danny. I think we should book Danny on the... On the... Oh, that's a good idea. We should have him on the show and be like, be honest, was he lying? We should get <laughs> like, Danny on the show. Thinking, How much of that shit did you actually remember? I'd pay Danny to come on the show. All right, we got to read. That's a good. That's a good call. We got to reach out to Danny, Danny and try to get him on the show. Good luck finding him. Speaking of getting him on the show, I want to bring on another guest. What? This this what? person hosts a little show you may have heard of called the Michael Gavin Ali show. Oh, great. Hey, what's up, Michael? Uh, we can't hear him. Unmute yourself, buddy. No, he's great like this. Keep him muted. <laughs> he's on a roll. Do you All know right. what I know? And I didn't send you a clip of this, but like John, every time he's laughing, he truly sounds like he's drowning. 
Like, did you yeah. catch him gurgling? He always had liquid in his mouth and his throat every yes. time he was laughing. I was like, I feel like he needs CPR. I'm going to throw this man a life preserver. <laughs> no, you're right. It, it's And that's why I left him in that compilation, all of his cracking up, because it's disturbing <laughs> the way he laughs. I, I got to tell you, Carl, this was like pulling out teeth without Novocaine or doing a shitty-ass job at a restaurant, being a busboy, throwing out the trash, washing the dishes, and setting up the table. What else does a busboy do? (laughs) Name three more things a busboy does. They have straws on them. Uh, They don't take your order, and they don't. Uh, (laughs) It was just so fucking bad. I, I just, I couldn't even listen to it. It was just so painful. And it was like the you would know you host thing. your own show. Obviously, you've had amazing guests on there, like Carl from Who Are These Podcasts, and yes. Chrissy Mayer from Chrissy the Chrissy Mayer, Mayer Show. Yes. So you, you would and know. I just like I just can't fucking stand him at all. I love I, him. I just <laughs> did a uh, video, a uh, watch along mm-hmm. of the Howard Stern Show with. Stuttering John versus Crazy Cabby. Yes, the boxing uh, match. Ju- just this uh, Wednesday with uh, my producer, Chris. And I was doing Stuttering John impressions <laughs> all day. Let's hear it. In that, <laughs> Let's in hear that, a Stuttering uh, John impression. I want to hear it, Michael. Uh, I was a, a fierce fighter uh, 20 years ago. I looked in great shape. Now I'm fat and uh, ugly. <laughs> And I drink a lot of beers. I drink a lot of cores. Spot on. Uh, Everyone does a perfect uh, Stuttering John impression. Every single person. It's amazing. I got to tell you this. What if uh, Stuttering John actually got arrested for drinking and driving? And if the cop pulled him over Mm -hmm. and says, and you uh, walk straight and take a breathalyzer. And he's like, oh, uh, we're going to arrest you. We're gonna put you in the cop car, and basically they send him to the police station, and they take a mugshot of him drunk, and then they put his Michael, is this a short story? Yeah. Where are you going with this? Let's media. role play it. Do you know why I pulled you over? <laughs> <laughs> it would just be funny. That's a funny hypothetical. His yeah. mugshot. Just to see his mugshot on social media would just be hilarious. We Remember see it every week Nick on the balcony. Nolte? Yeah, yeah. He, he, <laughs> you Remember don't need any help Nick with that. Nolte, uh, Remember the Nick Nolte uh, yeah. mugshot sure. of him being drunk? Yeah. Like that's shit. John. Yeah. That, that's, that's John on John a good day. Yeah, I know. All right, let's let's get into some more of uh, these guys just remembering all the fun times they had together. And then you and me, you and Pat would still, you know, take our bikes to Beth Page. But, oh, and then we would go to Plain Edge Public Library. This is the best. I'd I'd be in my freaking cast. Me, Pat, and Danny then decide that we wanted to get chased by the library security. God. So then we start, because like, remember, we, you know, we used to play tag in the library. And then the security guy got pissed, and then we would probably, you know, like scream shit at him. And, and right, I don't remember, yeah. but he chased us down the streets. Yeah, yeah, out of the library. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
poor guy, right? Like right? 80 years old, security guard. <laughs> That's when he's chasing us. And I remember his keys are like chinging and chinging. And, and me, you and Pat are running, you asshole! <laughs> No, I said, Unbelievable. You're right, John. I mean, you're the right. shit we did. You know, everything is not an anecdote. You have to discriminate. You choose things that are that are funny or or mildly amusing or interesting. You're a miracle. Your stories have none of that. They're not even amusing accidentally. Wow. Imagine <laughs> doing a show. We were talking about getting chased by a librarian and cracking up over it. You mean chased? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think he's he does better with someone though. Like, I'd rather see this like sad display with an old friend than like him by himself, like just shouting out the same ten people over and over and begging for money. Like I I prefer this. Honestly, Chrissy, I find this entertaining, but not for any of the yeah. ways that John thinks <laughs> right. we should find it entertaining. Yeah. It, it it's so stupid just to bring an old friend on his show yeah. just for him to back up. Right. The book. That, that was and the whole point of this. Yeah. It was so fucking stupid. It's like I could get a phone call. I can call an old friend of mine and have a conversation. I don't need to put them Prove on it. the show. Prove it, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Prove you have friends. <laughs> That's when you and I started doing the whippets. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Remember them? <laughs> everybody, we would get these CO, um, CO2 cartridges. Yes. Wait, hold on, I gotta grab a beer. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, do one right now. Like, for all put time's a balloon sake. on the end of this little thing, and you squeeze it, and then it puts, you know, the you know, the gas in this balloon. It would be frozen almost, and then you just suck it. It's like it, it's 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 the nitrous oxide in the dentist, but you would just. Suck it in, and you get like, like for thirty seconds, you'd be in like La La Land. It was like, it was like the most amazing thing. So we would start doing those. Like I'm walking on sunshine. <laughs> Are you talking about doing whippets? This, this explains whippets? a lot. He's talking about inhaling, killing like, his brain. Yeah. Well, he oh, said he helium. said CO2 cartridges, and then he said it was nitrous oxide. So I think he's confused about what he was inhaling there. I'd like to think that he was just inhaling CO2 cartridges. Yeah, and right. nothing was happening. <laughs> or air spray, or those air hoses uh, in that uh, nose of his. Yeah. It's it's great. You you get really high for thirty seconds, and then you're brain dead for thirty years. It's great. You really you gotta try it. Uh, Not a good advertisement it? for whippets, kids. Don't do it. It's a cautionary tale. Cautionary tale about whippets. Um. Oh, this is where John loses track of what's going on. So John's getting drunk on this show, and actually his buddy calls him out near the end of it. I know. Everyone, take a take a second to absorb that. John's getting drunk. Are you okay? <laughs> Can you believe it? So this is a very drunk John losing track of the conversation. And then Danny. Oh, what the other thing I want to fucking say? Oh, what the fuck was it? Um. Oh, I forgot. You know, I hate when that happens. I was gonna tell you something. But, uh, Alzheimer's. Yeah, I guess we are. But no, there was something else. Uh, I was talking about the whippets, but there was something else that we used to do. I can't remember. I don't know. But, um, uh, fuck, I hate when that happens, Danny, because I was going to go right into, in, in, you know, in, into something else. But, um, 
Damn it. It fucked you. That really fucked you up because it messed up your whole thing, <laughs> your, whole, your whole time frame. Yeah, no, 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 because I had the whippet thing, <laughs> and then I was going to go into something that was a, another funny thing that we would go through. That was a brilliant bit. Um, What's another thing that kills on, remember, your brain? Remember it. But anyway, um, so condescending to Dan. <laughs> and I, I wish God. I was on the other end of this conversation because he left so many openings there for Dan to be like, "Oh, that's time we had gay butt sex with those yeah, guys." Right. <laughs> yeah. said so many funny things right there. Just, what was I going to talk about? What was the other thing we used to do? Danny should have trolled him back and been like, "You know, John, you left out. You left out this really funny story. This wasn't in your book. Remember the time we both sucked this guy's dick? Like you could have said anything. Yeah, come on. Now, why wasn't that in your book? Remember when you sucked that guy off for coke and then it wasn't even coke? And then you did it again after my wedding when you guys were done playing your final song. We went out back. We sucked off the cake. If I blow this guy, I get CO two cartridges. <laughs> CO two. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but seltzer water for me. <laughs> All right. This is John talking about where he got his comedy chops from, which, again, oh, I'm calling bullshit on oh, this. Oh, God. <laughs> but uh, w- what would happen, and this is where I think I got some of my comedy chops, is that we would all hang out the handball courts, and we would all get a six-pack, because that's all we needed in those days. Uh, I, I mean, now I can go through a six-pack and, you know, be completely fine. But, <laughs> but we would all... <laughs> yeah, we would all end up in a circle, and then just for the like an hour or two hours, goof on each other's mothers, you know, goof on each other, like, and everybody took a turn of getting abused. It was just like right. that's what we did for fun. That's it. Yep. And you know, it's funny because even still now, you know, you come into town, it's just it's it's like we pick right back up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It never stops. What's he talking about? He's the worst at ball busting in the world. He threatens to sue you if you goof on him. What is he talking about? (laughs) Uh, I got to ask you a question, Carl. Do you think uh, his comedy stuff is a gimmick so he could be noticed? What do you mean? I'm so – no, because he says he's a comedian, and is it just a gimmick that he's just telling everybody – and he's not really a comic at all. No, he thinks he is. I think he thinks he is. Yeah. Michael, I don't, I don't think, think he'd be able to hold on to a line that long. He, he says he it never stops. He's talking about his consumption of six packs. He <laughs> <laughs> used to be okay, yeah. And, uh, and I, I forget what clip it was, but he said something really funny. He's like, back in those days, it would snow, and it would stick for a few days. Yeah, <laughs> what he's talking about. Like he's, yeah, he's trying to say the snow has changed. Like, oh, back then the snow would hang around. Not now. It's like, you live in L.A. <laughs> he's talking about now, like, Yeah, like, everything was different in this make-believe world that was his childhood. Everything was different than what it is now. I was popular. I was funny. Everyone thought I was cool. It was totally different. <laughs> I didn't drink that much. <laughs> we all sat in the same paper bag. He started drinking bag. at 11 years old, it sounds like. Yes. That's not good. This is Danny calling him out for being drunk at his show. All right, Danny, but I've, I've drank my full beer. That's all you had in your fucking wreck? I'm not wrecked, but I, but I only have four beers on the, um, you know, on the beer on the balcony. I'm right, so I can four beers in about an hour, and then I slowed down after that. 
Nobody believes that. Do you usually slow down your drinking or does it usually speed up? His body slows down. I think he meant to say that. His body starts to shut down. Yeah, I call bullshit on that one. <laughs> so this is funny because after he says goodbye to Danny, and this is how you know he's just destroyed. Like, I think it was Kaya was talking about this, that this is irreversible damage he's done to himself. He gets real teary-eyed and emotional about talking to Danny for the last hour. Thank you very much. That was the beer on the balcony with one of my closest friends in the world that will always be one of my closest friends in the world that I've known since I was seven years old. And uh, we are still good buddies. And I think that's a testament to the both of us. I mean, you know, I don't know anybody. I don't know that many people that still maintain a friendship with those that are, you know, like those that were your friends at such a young age. And yet we are still fucking buddies. And it's just a great thing. Danny is one of the nicest, greatest guys that I've fucking ever met. And and I love him he, just like a brother. I mean, he's a brother to me. He got, the, he got the I love you, man. Oh, live on his show. I don't know anybody. I mentioned yet is that is John is wearing his own podcast shirt to do his own podcast. Yes. He only like, owns four shirts, Chrissy. Yeah. I don't know what you want him to do. He's, like he's, got... like he's constantly advertising. He's advertising the show he's doing while he's on it. It's John Goodman from The Big Lebowski, it looks like. Yeah. Well, I pulled this clip and I decided not to keep it. But at the very beginning of the show... He asked people to donate to his PayPal or Venmo. And it's like, this is the show behind the paywall. These are people who already pay for your show. Oh, no. And you start off by asking to pay for it. He must, he must uh, need uh, to double the money. for. Uh, oh, he, for he definitely needs to double the money. Okay. And then double it again and then double it three more times after that. <laughs> He's not doing well. Uh, two more clips I have on here. This is just a quick story about when Danny came out to visit Stuttering John out in L.A., and uh, talking about his motorcycle. No, I have mine. I, it just, you know, uh, uh, the battery's cold. I mean, it's shot because, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I don't ride as much as I should. Yeah, yeah, I know. I hear you. I hear you know, but, but, you know, but I love it. One of these yeah. days, maybe you'll come out and then we'll I go for a ride. I told you. How about the time you came out? And fucking, fucking, like I'm having a party. Danny and his, Danny and Don, fucking take my Harley, and and they disappear for like fucking six hours. I'm like, where the fuck are they? <laughs> and then you, oh, oh I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And then you show up like fucking seven or eight o'clock at night. What? <laughs> so drunk. <laughs> so he, so Danny, like. Ran off with his motorcycle? I, I guess. <laughs> I didn't understand that story either. He's very drunk at that point. Well, if you wow. had a choice between hanging out with John or riding a Harley, you yeah. would opt for the Harley. Agreed. He wasn't clear about it, but he was very mad. He's like, I don't know what the timeline was or how long it was. I'm just mad. I'm just mad about it. <laughs> this is the most cringe part of the entire show. And this is John remembering a song he came up with. 
45 years ago. And let's see if, if him and Danny could sing it together. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I remember once, Danny, when I remember when we slept out in your backyard and this song comes to my head because you and I, you know, Pat and Gary were sleeping. And, right. and then you and I, now I'm going to sing this for you and let's see if you remember it. I remember it. All right. I, I don't want my John, John, the leprechaun, went to school with nothing on. Dan, Dan is the man. Gary is contrary. Pat, Pat, as a matter of fall, your crackers. That's awesome. He doesn't look like a person at the end of that. He looks like a... If spinning image did a puppet uh, of Stuttering John, that's what that is. I, I learned that there's a sliding scale of what awesome means. <laughs> yeah. It's subjective. He wants to live. He knew that song it... so well. Like he had like he sings it all the time. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna share something. I hope this works. I'm I'm experimenting with a lot of things right now. This is a video that somebody found from he did this March of twenty twenty, and this is amazing. If you look closely at his shirt, on his left side, a cockroach walks up his shirt as he's no. as he's podcasting. If you're watching, no. it's going to be on your no right. No way. Yeah. Right by the collar. Yeah. So oh hold on a second. All right. Welcome to the world famous Stuttering John podcast. I don't know what happened. You know, I have right my buddy right Vince. Headphone. Wait for it. He's really trying to help me, but. He's got all this okay, new software, rendezvous, <laughs> and he's trying really hard. It's not his fault. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> oh, no. I fucking love it. Any oh. doubt, any doubt has been removed. <laughs> I just said the one cockroach that one time. That's my co-host. He, he looks down, he's like, he's like, Randall, I'll feed you after this. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Just go back to your little bed. That's great. <laughs> Michael, you said you had a big announcement you wanted to make on the show today. You're gay. Okay. Okay. Oh. Uh, so I am doing a watch along of the Howard Stern shows with uh, Hughesy, Adam Hughes. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do uh, Angry Black versus Crazy Cabby uh, in May. So this year we're going to be doing a lot of watch-alongs of Stuttering John, Artie, and many of the others from the Howard Stern show. Does Husey know he's doing this? Has Husey agreed to this? <laughs> Does he uh, know? Yes. Okay, good. Just want to make sure. So uh, <laughs> he was supposed to come on uh, on Wednesday to watch the Flunky versus the Junkie, but I was doing uh with uh producer chris and i was just doing a lot of john impressions i don't I'll like that he has a producer video. chris and that he does john <laughs> yeah. impressions i know it's, it's fucking very, confusing. It's okay, very wait, confusing michael do it again do your john again uh i i i uh faced uh crazy cabbie 20 years ago okay and I looked <laughs> the best in shape all right ever. all right um i wanted to ask you a question michael since we have you and chrissy here because you kind of ripped her off. You you you're passionate about comedy and porn, and Chrissy, that's like her show. The wet spot <laughs> is like comedy and porn. So I feel like you kind of stole that from her. But you know, that's all right. We'll let it slide. Right. I guess this is yeah. once. But I'm just curious if because you do, you know, Chrissy obviously has put you on the map. She put you on her show. She lets you host her show. 
I'm wondering if maybe you have a crush on Chrissy Mayer. Do you ever think about or fantasize about that? I actually do have a crush on her. Okay. Actually, I I thought she was when I met her. I think like three years ago at Comedians from a Compound. I thought she was single, so I didn't even know Did she had a, a boyfriend. You asked you asked if me and Frank wanted to have a threesome with you. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> what, what, the fuck, what the fuck was I saying? Like, what? What were you saying? I'm gonna get in there. I don't care who's involved. I'm. Like, <laughs> no, I just was like, why? Why in the fuck am I saying this shit? All right, I'm so like, follow up question. Follow up question. Yeah. If yes. you're if you're having a, a threesome with Chrissy and her boyfriend, <laughs> and your guy's balls touch, is that gay? Ah. Oh. Uh, Yes, if um, it, like, what do you mean? Like, okay, okay, okay. Uh, new question. Yeah. New question. What What if, if he finishes holes? on your face? Is that gay? Uh, in both holes or in one hole? I just want. I, I just didn't get that know. far. I wasn't what, thinking that much. What uh, what part? I mean, like, if it's in both holes, it's fine. But if it's in one hole, uh, it's gay. very gay. Okay. There's enough holes for everyone. Yeah, good news, yes. Chrissy. They're not going to double badge you. According to the that. Lord blessed me with many holes. <laughs> Michael, how often do you jerk off thinking about Chrissy Mayer? Oh, Carl. Um, I mean, we need we need to know this. Uh, I don't know. I mean, not often enough. I'll, I'll, I'll answer first. Enough. Never once. <laughs> Ball, ballpark. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I don't think I'm at the top of the spank bank. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. Hey, Michael Gavin Ali. People can check out the Michael Gavin Ali show on YouTube, and uh, it's probably in podcast form too, right? Uh, no, just only on just YouTube. YouTube. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on the show. It was good to oh, see yeah, you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Yeah, buddy. All right. Now it's just us now, again. Now, now oh, thank God. Nose in, in peace. <laughs> Chrissy, you do want to know how often he jerks off to you, though, right? I used to want to know, and now it's just kind of like, eh. Yeah, don't I'm answer. Don't ask questions you don't want the answers to. Yeah. I like that she used to want to know, though. <laughs> That's weird. No, not really. All right. Know. Well, Chris, you've been a great sport. He, he definitely has like pissed me off like a lot over the years. So it's just kind of like, oh, how, how, hello, Michael. You know, you've created a monster. <laughs> you know that. He did sort of yes. take my idea and basically tried to do the same thing. Are you just That's realizing fine. that now? <laughs> no, I, yeah, I mean, the way that you pointed it out, I'm like, yeah, it's like when, when comedy and porn meet, and I'm like, but his podcast isn't really about that. It's just him, like, talking about himself. Or doing watch-alongs to the Howard Stern show, as yeah. apparently it's going on now. Chrissy, where can people find your fabulous shows? Oh, yes. Uh, the Chrissy Mayer podcast is on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud. The Wet Spot is on Compound Media Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, that's every week. And then... Actually, most importantly, I have an album coming out March 15th. It's called Live from January 6th. You can pre-order on iTunes and Amazon. Um, I want to get that to be, like, number one to piss off all the woke comics. That's my dream. That's my goal. And, yeah, doing a bunch of shows. I'll be at Good Nights in Raleigh, North Carolina on the 17th. And then on the 19th, I'll be at the Wormhole in Savannah, Georgia. And then the 20th, I'll be... Uh, in Tampa, Florida at Side Splitters. And then Comedians of the Compound will be in Atlantic City, April 22nd and 23rd. You look at that memorized. Yeah. I do. <laughs> That's impressive. You got a lot they going like on. Every day. Yeah. 
Very, very well done. Uh, Chrissy, thank you so much for coming on. We always enjoy talking with you. Thanks for having me, guys. This is right. fun. Fun. Wow. Uh, wow. Wow. Oh, do you know that Hale Sparks was on Eric Zane's show? Shut the fuck up. Really? Yeah. Eric had uh, had Hale on. And I watched it. It was um, a lot of hell just fucking talking and talking and talking. Like, he does not shut up. It's why John loves him as a guest. Yeah. Because he can just let him just talk the whole time. He doesn't uh, interject or anything like that. Yeah. Makes it really easy. Um, But I did pull a couple of clips (laughs) that I wanted to play on here. First off, I think it's important that we know that Hell Sparks is a fan of the New World Order. You know what the New World Order is? An alliance of democracies. That's what it is. It's been, I mean, when have you heard the New World Order spoken of in decent terms ever in your life? It's always been a spooky word to scare the world. You know what it is? It's the opposite of the old world order. Ask yourself what the old, what was the old world order? Think about it for a second. Theocracies, monarchies, and dictatorships murdering cannon fodder on a weekly basis. I am not a fan of Hell Sparks. Everyone says how smart he is. He's kind of an idiot. Well, I mean, when you put him next to Suttering John, it's yeah. like, okay, this guy's articulate. But it's like, I mean, maybe change the name. People, it's, you know, you don't want to call it the New World Order. No, it's you not a good thing. moron. Yeah, ever since uh, George Bush said it, <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, the, the guy who headed up the CIA and then became vice president, even though Reagan didn't like him, and then became president. Like, seems like he's up to no good. I don't, I don't know right. about that one. Yeah, maybe change the name. Maybe... <laughs> Yeah, you want to rebrand is what you want to do. Um, all right, so Eric does ask Hale if he's familiar with who are these podcasts. And the way that Hale answers this, like all of a sudden he's like shot out of a cannon this whole time. All of a sudden he's taken aback a little bit, slows down his rhythm a little bit, and it makes it seem like maybe he does know who we are, but he pretends he doesn't. Are you familiar with who are these podcasts? Who are uh, – no. Okay, that's a show I listen to, which features a lot of stuttering John moments. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And they uh, they they parked on a potential problem. Is there a rift between you and John? Uh, no. Okay. They they no. Had... We were we were gonna do, we were gonna do some live shows. And we had to reschedule them or something. And and uh, I think that's where people got that idea. But no. Okay. Okay. Uh, that they, they I... talked about it. They they featured it. They said, "Is there something going on between Hal and John?" Uh, they they like to park on a lot of the things John says and make fun of them and okay. uh, and roast them. I see, gotcha. So they they're really just looking for an in for another way to attack Stuttering John. Correct, correct. Okay, that well then that would be one of those situations like I've been talking about, which should draw your attention to the essential flaw in the argument being made because it is a targeted uh, myopic argument meant to score certain points I in see. a narrow field. So anything done under that guise, under that theme, should be seen as only that theme. That doesn't make any sense, Rick. Hello, Eric goes, oh, I see. He didn't even say anything just there. <laughs> it made no sense whatsoever. Well, anything that Carl says about Suttering John is obviously not real because that's like his whole thing. Is he's making fun of Suttering John. Well, no, I make up some, I make some yeah. good points. Those guys are just drilling down on how pathetic John is. <laughs> yeah, like, I know, right? Anybody could do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Anybody could do it. It's fun. I'm fucking loving Eric right now for getting yeah. hell on there. Yeah. I'm dying for that. Eric had this really convoluted idea when he first booked hell. He goes, I'm going to ask him to call up John and get John on the phone. And I'm going to bring you in so that you can talk to John. I'm like, all right, well, fine. let me know why. I, you know, yeah. whatever. I knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, like, that's, yeah. that's a couple steps here. <laughs> you weren't waiting by the phone. <laughs> no. 
All right. Then uh, Hale does say something on his show that I agree with. I just want people to know that, um, uh, and I know this will upset people, but <laughs> the world is not going to end. I know people are counting on it. There's a lot of people, rapture-ready folks out there probably listen to you. The world's not going to end. It's going to keep rolling along. You're going to have to keep more making more decisions about your diet and exercise oh. and what job you're going to take and whether you're going to quit, what kind of relationship you're in. All that shit's never going to end until you do. It's not going to end before. But I thought we only had 12 more years because we're going to get uh, one and a half degrees warmer. What, what does he who's, mean? Who's rooting for? What does he the, mean the world's not going to end? The world's end. I don't know. What the fuck is he talking about? You can end it whenever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, always the optimist. Yeah. <laughs> I think it has to do with there's been a lot of World War III talk lately. I think that's probably. Oh, my God. Everybody relax. Everybody needs to fucking relax. Just listen. I mean, there's <laughs> African kids, like African tweens with AKs to a woman's head for the last 30 years. Suddenly, white people are shooting white people, and everybody's fucking clutching their pearls. It's like, <laughs> it's so far away. I have not heard that take. Come on. That's a new take. <laughs> all right. Clutching let's their all, pearls. Let's all freak out about it. Did you happen to hear, I know you're a big fan of, tell him Steve Dave. I love it. And Brian Johnson. Yep. Friend of the show. He gave us a nice little shout out on tell him Steve Dave cool. the other day. Wow. So... What do we got this week? We got the dogs. We got um, a little, little what we call housekeeping in the we, business. What first. do you mean? One thing for my buddy Carl, who does a podcast called uh, Who Are These Podcasts? Mm -hmm. He just hit number 300, wow. which is no small feat. We can attest to that. Yeah. So that's, that's all I want to say. I care. You don't care. <laughs> in fact, probably nobody cares. <laughs> who is this Carl guy that he's impinging upon my day? Why he, do you know him? Buddy of mine. I What's know. so fucking great about Carl? There was this time where we weren't hanging out, and I met him, and then we, then we started talking. <laughs> That's it. That's well, all. Congratulations. That's all 300 no yes. joke. 300 Carl. Yeah. Who are these podcasts? It's fun. He, he makes fun of people. He rips in the stuttering John uh, on a weekly basis. Oh, uh, really? At, at, at a certain point, I started living for it. Oh, all right. Is, cool. Yeah, I love it. What is stuttering John up to? I haven't heard that name in quite a while. But stuttering John does a podcast and he does uh, something on Patreon called Beer on the Balcony, which like Carl will take uh, snippets from either his podcast or the Beer on the Balcony, which is a video uh, video podcast and uh, video cast, whatever, and uh, break it down as to like why Stuttering John is a complete idiot. Wow. And it's pretty fucking accurate. Really? Like just recently he did one where, um, the, you remember like, she's my cherry pie. What a weird compliment. It's pretty <laughs> accurate. When they rip out Stuttering John, it's pretty <laughs> accurate. The other guy goes, wow. <laughs> I know, that's funny. Uh, Warrant? Warrant, yeah. Yeah, of course. The girl, Bobby Brown, who was the the model the blonde chick in that the cherry pie girl uh did an interview with stuttering john and when i tell you that it's disturbing like i, w I lived in los angeles and i watched somebody jump off a roof and kill themselves right in the middle of hollywood boulevard watching stuttering john hit on this woman was more disturbing oh, really? <laughs> yeah it's really like it's what i think every woman is like that's what i'm talking about yeah. that kind of guy really yeah <laughs> Like disgraceful, uh, uh. and he's just like he's like this ultra liberal now who's just like still beating the fucking Trump drum, and yeah, he's just like that's all he's got. That's all he's. Well, he's he trained his mind for four years, and I guess it's hard to let that go, right? Yeah. So. 
That, that's the part I look look forward to the most is just listening to him rip on Stuttery John, and then, <laughs> then Anthony Cumia jumps into the fray, and other people get in on it. <laughs> well, hey, so happy three hundred, Carl. Yes. 300. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Oh my God, that was I awesome. love it. That was really really well done. Duke sent me a note. Yeah, saying that he heard uh, Brian talking about us on there. God, I'm so fucking behind on my podcast. I know. I'm y'all. surprised you didn't know about God that. God damn it. Thought for sure you would have heard that. What I'm hearing is we're two seconds away from having BQ on the show. <laughs> yeah, I know. He said, he, at first, he didn't seem like he was all that into it. And yeah. then he's like, oh, okay. All right. I can like, get into that. that sounds good. That's accurate, you say? All right. Yeah. I'll check that out. His reaction is the best, though. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> yeah, I know. That was, that was my favorite part about it. Oh, you have a friend named Carol who gives a shit. <laughs> that was great. Why are you ruining my day with this information? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, we also got a nice shout out on No Agenda, and No Agenda has this segment where people donate and they read notes from people who donate. And props to Sir Farmer Todd from Pennsylvania for sending in this note. I had a longer note with boring shit no one cares about. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> like most Yay. of these notes, <laughs> no, don't say that. Drive toward. <laughs> Like my lame 43rd birthday, 3-3, you're on the list. And uh, they, cut off, they cut off me at 250 characters. Some of the, for some reason, that happens. Uh, Adam, do W-A-T-P. What is that? It must be sure. What are these podcasts? Oh, what are these podcasts? You're, hey, you you're jam. That's How a come great podcast. You didn't I've even know I've been on it. that podcast. Yeah, I've been on that, but I just didn't click. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh Vic is stuttering John's daughter. So meta. So Farmer Todd from Sir Farmer Todd from the upper something. Tia Doton. Tidoton. Tia Doton. I don't know. He talks in riddles. Uh, is uh, is Vicky or Vic uh, on the What Are These Podcasts? I guess. Okay. Uh, Lorraine Converse, 333. I, the Vicky, by the way, was not on it when I was on it. Okay. Wow. Would you even remember if she was? <laughs> Vic getting a shout-out from Adam Curry. I don't know if she realizes how cool that is. The MTV VJ. I know. The Headbangers Ball yeah. VJ. Talking about Vicky from Who Are These Podcasts. Vicky. <laughs> yeah, she just wrote, I don't know who that is. Calling her Vicky <laughs> from now on. Uh, that's fucking funny. Just to hear uh, John C. Dvorak talk about Vic as uh, stuttering John's daughter or something. Whatever that was, it was uh, very entertaining. Thank you for doing that, sir. Well, yes. Simultaneously forgetting he was on the show. <laughs> and and forgetting what it's called. It's two of these podcasts. But I understand. It's, gr- grammatically, it's not correct. Um, <laughs> but yes, Adam Curry, open invitation, my friend. I, I know that you're busy doing the Joe Rogan experience four times. But if you could take a break from that and do one these podcasts, we'd love to have you on here. Also, I just want to point out that Brendan Schaub is a piece of shit. Did you see what he's up to now? Shocking. No. He's Tell suing me. Unique. That guy Sciency, who we had on the show that one time, he got his. Well, that guy sucks too. So. He does, but he's suing him for goofing on him, and he got his whole YouTube channel taken down. What? Because of, because of copyright claims. Fuck him. Yeah, Come dude, Brendan Shop's a fucking piece you of can't shit. Can't goof on people now, dude. Everyone goofs on that guy. Everyone does. Sucks ass. He sucks. He sucks. Brendan, you suck at comedy. What your show sucks? Your network sucks. What did you? And you're suing people. What did Unique do? I think he was playing clips, so I think it was a copyright. But it's fair use. And honestly, if Brendan Schaub somehow manages to win this, this is 
bad for a lot of people, yeah. especially yours fuck, truly. Yeah. Fuck Brendan Schaub for fuck making Brendan me Schaub. take sides with fucking yeah, Sions. I know. I fucking hate that guy too. <laughs> I know. So it's one of those things where you do have to root for free speech. God, it's like the 2016 election all over again. <laughs> you got to pick one of them, asshole. <laughs> Isn't there a libertarian? All right. Um, with that, I think it's time to babble, babble, babble. I want to officially announce the Opie Song Parody Contest. Let's get this <laughs> thing going. Right. Let's get this going. I know people are anxious and eager to do it. We were so successful in our Stuttering John parody song contest that I think that this will be a lot of fun as well. So please do it. Start sending in those submissions and we'll start playing them on the show. And hey, if Opie, if you want to sing a song. War, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. That's just watching war on TV. <laughs> so this is Opie in his car. This is uh, one of my favorite things that he does is he waits for the street sweeper and he watches the meter maids go around and write tickets to people who aren't in their car. Because you have to be in your car with the motor on in order to not get a ticket in New York City. And what he loves to do is he loves to yell shit out to the meter maids. You know, it's one of his favorite bits that he does. Sir, you understand there's a war going on. Maybe take, uh, take a break today. There's a war going on, and this guy's giving giving out tickets because they're not in their car for alternate side of the street parking day. Hey, he just ignored me. He walked by. These guys are tough as nails. You can't shake them. They don't give a crap. Tough as nails. He's not tough as nails. Everyone ignores you. You're a lunatic. You scream at people from across the road. Of course they're going to ignore you. No one wants to engage with that. It's ridiculous. Oh, this is really funny. I'm going to play this a little bit out of order. This is from a different live stream he was doing. He went to the Beacon Theater, Opie did. With his phone out, he's live streaming. He wants to show people the Beacon Theater, and it's closed. So he walks over to the two guys who are working at the ticket booth to see if he can get into the Beacon Theater. One of the guys recognizes Opie. And this gets Opie very excited. So This is going to go south. <laughs> yes, this is going to go south because I need to read the note that this guy sent me, this guy Forrest, who's my fucking hero right now. Sent me a note along with the link to this. Hey, Carl, long-time listener for many years here. Thought you might find this interesting. A couple of days ago, I found myself suddenly thrust into the middle of Opie's live stream. I work on the Upper West Side at the Beacon Theater, and I was just about to eat lunch. I see a familiar face walk in the lobby. He has a little back and forth with a coworker of mine. When I decided to ask, are you Greg Opie Hughes? He seemed genuinely delighted to be recognized. Of course, I completely squandered the moment, mostly because I didn't want to say anything that would get me in trouble. As soon as he left, I went and found the live stream where he was basking in the glow of his fame. The irony to all of this is that I would never have recognized Opie by face or by voice if it had not been one of the many characters that I've come to know and love on WATP. In all honesty, I would have been more starstruck by Patrick Michael, Tom Myers, or even Ash. But Opie was what I got. Here's the video. So I'm going to play you uh, the clip from this. And he's a Patreon subscriber. So Forrest, thank you so much. This is, the, this is really... An amazing thing that happens where Opie gets recognized. He's all excited about it, but it's only because we've made him famous. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 yeah, I understand how that works. I was just gonna show it on my live stream. Have a good day, guys. Yes. What's going on? 
Who are you? I'm just a guy that works here. All right. I literally was just going to like walk and show him the theater, but that's cool. You're all over the world right now. Say hi. Hi, world. All right. Sorry to bother you guys, all right? <laughs> I was ready to be a dick, and then he recognized me, so now I can't be a dick. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, See you later, all right? So, Forrest, you did it perfect, buddy. You gave me a shout-out. I definitely appreciate that. Opie leaves the theater, and he's still so excited. Oh, he's that watching he was... sunshine. <laughs> he's, he's so excited. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I was ready to be a dick because the guy's trying to explain to me how shows work. And then the guy goes, Greg Opie Hughes? I heard it all. Dude, there's my one for today. He's in tears. I told you guys a while ago, it's one a day. (laughs) And so the best part is that it it could be like, hey, Ope, how are you? Oh, hey, Ant, how are you? He goes, mm-hmm. hey, Carl. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's fantastic. That's great. Uh, made, made me very happy. So great job, Forrest. We we do appreciate that. All right, Opie starts talking about what he would do if he was president. Opie is a child. All right, this is what a, a kid would say. But I would, I would, uh, I would absolutely explore every inch of that White House and check out the history of it. Oh my God, that'd be amazing. And then uh, they're like, Mr. President, the world is falling apart. I'm like, yeah, but I'm, I'm rubbing my balls all over the Lincoln bedroom. Give me a minute. <laughs> so stupid. Of course, I need ice cream for every meal and jack <laughs> off in all the rooms. <laughs> yeah. And then he literally. Talks about how he wants to see if he can find Clinton Splooge in the White House. And then you, you walk in the Oval Office and you got to think, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Obama. I don't care if you're Trump. Uh, yeah, let's go with Bush. Your first thought is like, so where did Clinton do it? Where did dress. Clinton Everyone do it? And you're looking that. around like, was it th- right there? Oh, my God. And then you're on your hands and knees and you're like, you tell all your people to leave. And you're looking for like, uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> remnants of Clint- Clinton's time in the Oval Office. Why? Why would you be looking for some guy's splooge yeah. on the floor? I licked the carpet and <laughs> yeah. I didn't taste anything. Oh, God. A fucking weirdo. Oh, and then God. that segues directly into someone saying, Hey, Opie, you recently said that you could take on Joe Rogan. You'd probably beat him. Do you still feel that way? Oh, my God. Because it's a perfect time to ask him as he's talking about Getting on his hands and knees to find Clinton Splooge <laughs> in the Oval Office. Oh, still, uh, oh, still think you could take on Joe Rogan? Of course. Why not? My my history shows I'm fucking good at this. Yes. What a moron. <laughs> what, his, what history? What a <laughs> fucking moron this guy is. You know he's lying. Well, yeah, of course, yeah. of course I can. I can take a Joe Rogan. He doesn't understand why Joe Rogan's popular. He's made that very clear. He doesn't listen to the Joe Rogan show. He has no idea what Joe Rogan does. He has no idea that his show is for children. Opie's show is for children. Joe Rogan talks to scientists. Right. Politicians. I wouldn't let my children listen to Opie. What are you talking about? Well, no, I know. I'd rather them listen to Call Her Daddy, but. All right. Well, he truly believes that if he wanted to, he would be able to take on Joe Rogan. Not doing what he's he's currently doing, obviously. The current state of uh, my live streaming and my podcasting, no, of course not. But of course I believe that. There was a time I was just a fucking kid doing radio in Rochester, New York, then Buffalo. 
than uh, BAB on Long Island, and I completely believed that I could be bigger than Howard Stern. So yes, my my daddy taught me that shit. <laughs> Your daddy taught you that shit. What does that mean? So he's trying to say that he could do a different format and it would be bigger than Joe Rogan. He's just not doing that. Why not? Why not do something better than what you're doing now then if it would be so great? That doesn't make any sense at all. No. It's like that clip that I played with Dick Masterson where he's talking about like, just because you say you put in little effort to something doesn't make that okay. Don't do that. Why are you doing something that you're putting little effort into? It's stupid. It's a waste of time. You're embarrassing yourself. It means you're bad at it. It means you're bad at it and you're trying to come up with an excuse. Trying to make it... It's hard to say I could take on Joe Rogan when you see the view count on your live stream is 87 people. It's, it's you know what I mean? It's, it's like, wait, what? You know how many people listen to Joe Rogan? I don't, I don't know about that. That sounds crazy. But Opie's talking about how back when he was doing the radio show, even before Anthony, he was figuring out how to do radio. He could do it again. I had a damn good radio show going, and then uh, meeting Anthony and having the chemistry, we... Uh... We exploded, but before that, I already was laying down the the roots that would become the Opie and Anthony show. I mean, the Opie and Anthony show was Jim Norton yeah. and Anthony Cumia. Right. Nobody was playing Sponge and STP better than <laughs> yeah, you. right, exactly. It was alternative rock. So, I want to just put this out there. Does anyone have audio from Opie's show before Anthony joined it? Because he's trying to claim right here, like, I was going to go that way no matter what. Like, I was on my way. I was doing this thing and turning into the Opie and Anthony show. I want to listen to this show. It would be, be so amazing. So if anyone can shoot me links or knows where I could find such a thing, I would love to review uh, old Opie from the 90s before he met Anthony Cumia. <laughs> that would be, uh, that'd be fun. Now, listen, would it be difficult to beat Joe Rogan at podcasting? It might be. So, yeah, when I say that I, I I believe I could be better than Joe Rogan, yeah, why wouldn't I still want to think that? My dad uh, taught me to try to be the best at whatever I wanted to do in my life. Yes, I do believe it. But I also understand what kind of work that would take. And losing uh, Vic Henley and uh, Carl makes it a little tougher for sure. For sure, I would have to find other, uh, you know, other people and build a, a, a build a radio show from scratch again. He thinks that not having Vic Henley is what's holding it back. <laughs> You're not going to take out Joe Rogan with Vic Henley on your show. Are you crazy? Why does he think that? And Carl Ruiz was trying to tell you to shut the fuck up most of the time. Yeah, he's just like, stop, turn that thing off. Why are you following me around the Zoom recorder? What's going on right now? So I love that Sherrod Small doesn't even get mentioned anymore. What happened to Sherrod Small? What was this falling out they had? He used to be on the show all the time, and now he doesn't even bring him up. He's just like, well, the reason why my show sucks is because Carl and Vic died. Well, you had tons of other friends. What happened to all these people? Tons. Also, he goes, my dad taught me if I'm, I'm going to do something, I should be the best at it. Right after saying he's putting no effort into what he's doing right now. What did your dad teach you then? Your dad's rolling over in his grave. Did did your dad ever say, just sit in your car and broadcast to Facebook and (laughs) see what happens? (laughs) Just see where that gets you. And I love this clip because Opie finally catches himself and realizes that he's a fucking idiot. And I would absolutely, uh, you know, I try to take care of my health. And it's the only reason why I don't eat chicken wings every single day. I might eat chicken wings. Um, why am I telling you this? You don't give a f- what? What am I doing? What are you doing? You used to talk to Trump on the radio. Now you're going to tell him about your chicken wings. Oh, 
Do you only eat chicken wings a couple times a year? Would you like to tell everybody? What a loser I am. <laughs> I think his dad would be proud of him. Yes. He's the only one doing it, so he is the best at it. Give him a standing eye. Oh, yeah. Who else is podcasting love... from their car talking about <laughs> what they don't eat? Moments of clarity. Are I the know. Best. Every now and again, he's like looking at himself. He's like, what the fuck am I doing right now? Why would anyone care about this? I love this this Opie noise. This is going to stay on the board. Oh. <laughs> it almost sounds like banana dogs. <laughs> the reason why he made that noise is because he had this epiphany. And it was crazy because he's like, wait a second. The car behind me just got a ticket because there's no one in it. And in front of me is a dumpster. So if the street sweeper comes, there's no way they're going to make me move my car and I won't lose my spot. That was the noise he made when he figured out he's not going to lose his parking spot. <laughs> okay, his dad wouldn't be broke. I'm sorry. I was wrong. It's amazing. Oh, maybe I have the clip of that. So that officially means if a street sweeper comes, there's no reason why I would move because it can't get around the, the car behind me because the guy's not in it. And then there's a dumpster in front of me, so he can't do his, like, you know, his little swervy swerve. So I am really excited right now. Because I am good. What a life. I'm officially good. Holy shit. That's what makes his day. Yeah. He's not going to lose his parking spot. I found a 20 in my jeans earlier. I did not make a peep. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I didn't come in my pants. <laughs> Guys, did, did Opie get fired from Sirius XM? Yes. No. He did not get fired from Series XM. And um, the day I got let go, officially never fired, by the way. I know the haters like to try to push that agenda, but it's not true. Um, they got rid of my VIP accounts. <laughs> they really wanted to make it hurt. They're like, not only are we going to try to destroy his uh, his career, we're not going to let him listen to the Pearl Jam <laughs> channel. All right. So they let you go yeah. from the job that you wanted to have. It ruined your career. They took away your free streaming, but you weren't fired. Yeah. It's like Milton from Office Space. It's like, yeah. uh, we're just going to stop paying him. <laughs> yeah, that's like, Opie, that's the definition of being fired. I don't care what you call it. Let go, fired. It's the same fucking thing. It's like the exact same fucking thing. Dipshit. Also, not for nothing, I pay for SiriusXM. I don't even use it. I don't even know why I pay for it. In case, like, Howard says something ridiculous, I guess. So... I don't even know what it cost me, 12 bucks a month maybe? Like, you could have just gotten a fucking... If you like Pearl Jam Radio, you just get a fucking account. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's not free anymore, but... Wow. He's something else. All right, this last thing that I want to play for you guys, I was actually taken aback by and a little bit offended. I tried a lot of venison when I was living in Western New York because, man, you want to talk about deer getting hit by cars. Oh, my God. It is... Uh... It is not good in Western New York when it comes to deer getting hit by cars. Wow-wee. So everybody has a venison recipe. I've tried uh, venison chili. Guys, we all live in Western New York. We've all been here for a while. Has anyone ever eaten roadkill? <laughs> Do you know anyone who's ever eaten roadkill? That's what he's implying. He's like, well, deer get hit by cars, so everyone knows how to make venison. <laughs> yeah. What? They hunt deer, Opie. Not with their car, with a bow or a gun. What is he talking about? Does he really think that people hit deer and then turn it into dinner? Is that what he thinks? <laughs> I'm not going to say it's never happened, but... Not to anyone I know. <laughs> no. I don't. I know a lot of people around here. I think I have a new um, a new goodbye for the uh, board here. Anchovies! Oh, my God! 
God, now we gotta go. <laughs> That's all I have from our friend uh, Opie this week, but Opie, please send in your uh, Opie song parodies. I'm calling the here in my car. Or in cars. Oh, okay. I got my own idea. You got an idea too? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, do with it what you will. Andy, you brought some um, Animal Crosley. Did you want to listen to some of that? Sure. I, I mean, I just thought that it would be fun to bring. <laughs> I mean, we haven't talked fun. about Patrick Michael's music in a long, long sure. time. And um, these are particularly bad. Let's I, pick one of them. Hmm. Let's see. I get. I guess I would go with comfort food. All right. Comfort it's food. Fucking pretty hilarious. It sounds like the song title sounds like Jamar Mullane. Right. You know? Yeah. But I have a feeling it's not that well produced. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Who just sat down at the piano? <laughs> Keep them guessing, yeah. Keep them guessing, yeah. Keep them guessing. Uh-huh. Wonder. Keep them guessing. I keep them guessing now, cause they will never know that I've been doing this forever, and now they know. I was 17 years old, and I found a mic, and I start ripping it apart and making it tight. I'm still trying to get a little bit better, trying to leave this love letter. It's not a suicide note. He's still trying to get a little bit better. <laughs> I just want to improve just a little bit is my goal. Keep you guessing. Does this suck or is it total shit? He first found a mic at the age of 17? (laughs) (laughs) You're an adult already. You just finally found a microphone? And five below. (laughs) I don't really care if he did it. I can speed it harder. Harder, no quarter. But I'm from Indiana. You know what I'm saying? I'll be banned. Shout out to Indiana. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you mean you're from the state of Indiana. I get it. All right, let's harmonize to that. You ready, Andy? Yeah. Keep them guessing, y'all. Indiana. Shout out to Nell Carter. <laughs> oh, it's still going. <laughs> Jesus. Is it the chorus? I think so. Somebody's been listening to 21 Pilots too much. <laughs> I don't need a handout. My music's on the shelf, but it's coming back off. Let me dust it off by myself. As I, do- <laughs> I don't need a handout. My music's on the shelf. Let me pull it out and I'll dust it off by myself. Brilliant. Well done. Do I clean my room? Best believe I'm like a balloon. Cause when it comes to popping, it'll be soon, and I'll be on top, and you'll be in the broom to clean up the mess that I have left while you hold breath. Waiting for me to explore any floor. Is anyone an adult? Is that too no, no. Is anyone on the internet an adult? What the fuck's he talking about? It might have been too much to do uh, classic is, game room in this. This is the most the same shit I've ever heard. He's like a balloon. Yeah, and then he is on top, and you're a broom. What? Because his head is empty. He's like a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me, I know. From. Yes. Living in a 
shadow of you. Of you. This is abuse. I'm still concerned. This is abuse. This is abuse. To me. You're you're abusing music. Whoever put together this backing track, they did not anticipate this was going to happen. They would not have done this. <laughs> they would have slowed their roll if they had known he would have got his hands on it. If I do this shit forever, is there a chance that I'll burn? I thought he was doing it since he was 17. Now it's forever. <laughs> Wonder. Wonder. It's time that I learn from what Wonder. I have known. Uh-huh. Ever since yes. the beginning, and yes. I come from okay. nothing. There's no bluffing. No. I just hold the hand that was dealt. It's time huh? to melt so cold I dust the shelf myself. <sighs> Is this literally about cleaning his room? It's called comfort food. Yeah. Has yeah, he even brought up food? food? Yeah, he's <laughs> talking about dusting and brooms. And I'm shit. getting better. <laughs> I need some. Uh, <laughs> I need some lamb, ram, and dog soon. <laughs> yeah. Have been so aware that I don't care where I stand in your mouth. No, in your mouth. I love when he talks to himself. Hamburger remix. Like a balloon, gonna pop soon. Wonder. No pop tunes. We get it, you're like a balloon. No. Don't get mistaken. Your life's for the taking. Yes. Just say the word. The word. When I come for you. Yes. It's animal. I'm not here to comfort you. No comfort food. But you eat it up. I told you from the, the beginning accent. I won't give a fuck. Animal. Yeah, he's not Some from different. Jamaica, right? He's from Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to tell. Yeah, that's a lot of It's Irie in Indiana. <laughs> I like his photo on that, too. That's nice. Yeah, it's he's like a... uh, Benny Hill and Wilford Brimley at the same time. <laughs> he, is a, he is a class act. That is for sure. What have we done today, Andy? Wow. It, it was... Uh, done it all. Star-studded. <laughs> the answer is we've done Just it all. Just say the answer. <laughs> you know the answer. We talked about Mark Bussler. And the amazing creative things that comes out of this guy. Right. Not stop. It's really very impressive. Uh, Stuttering John had to prove to us that all the stuff he did as a kid that he wrote in his book are true. And his, <laughs> and his buddy Danny totally has his back on it, just so you know. Uh, Hale Sparks is on the Eric Zane show. You should check that out. Check out Eric's interview with him. Thanks to Sir Farmer Todd for the shout-out on No Agenda. Thank you so much to Brian Johnson. For the shout-out, Brennan Schaub is a piece of shit. <laughs> Opie is going to take on Joe Rogan as soon as he gets around to it. He's just got to find a, a funny friend, and then he'll definitely do that. So you know what that means. It's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. The teaser. The teaser. The teaser. The teaser. This is the part of the show where I tease the audience about what we're going to do next week on Who Are These Podcasts. Welcome to Who Are These Podcasts? White Power. Next weekend, Shuli Egar in studio. Oh, yeah. He's in Rochester doing comedy with Vinny Paulino as his feature act. So we're going to get those guys over here and uh, do a show together. So for the Shuli haters, feel free to not be in the Discord that day. It's fine. You don't have to, you don't have to listen. No one's forcing you to. For the Vinny Paulino haters, I'll be out of town. Uh, Andy, anything that you want to promote, my friend? Yeah, check out my curated Garbage Pail Kids coffee table book that I'm putting together. <laughs> you might as well. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure you can find a publisher for it. Right. Classic game room. All right. Well, 
Please join us again next week. Oh, you know what? Fuck. We should play to catch a dabbler too before uh, before we sign off. Oh, Cardiff is yelling at you. No, mm. I just remembered that, but he it, he is yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Cardiff. This isn't the Cardiff show. Hey, uh, it's a it's a jam packed show. Vic, do you want to play to to catch a dabbler? Absolutely. Hello, Vicky. Hello, Wee. Vicky oh. in the house. All right, you guys remember how to play this game, right? Nope. All right, well, let's let's listen to it, and maybe he'll tell us how. It's time for everyone's favorite game show, To Catch a Dabbler. Just last night, the bill was like 180, 190. What did John say next? Here are your choices. Okay. One. So, I don't know. I threw down like three $100 bills. No. B. Never. And I realized... Uh, I left my wallet at home. <laughs> Free. But, I don't know. They did not accept Amex. So I had to find, uh, an ATM. I, V. And I left, I don't know, a 25, 30% tip. E. And all I ordered was nine cores light, and I don't know, a bologna sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Lastly, Jesus. and I don't know, I thought she would pay half or at least show some appreciation for the dinner <laughs> to catch a dabbler. I forgot the fucking answers. I know, There's it's so too many many options. Options. I, I, I'm, gonna I'm give, pretty sure. I'm going to give you mine. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say it's the 25 to 30% yeah. tip one. Because that kind right. of like is like justifying why you're cheap, but you're still contributing money. I thought the same thing. Chris? Well, he likes to impress so the 300. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. That was my second choice. What do you think, Vic? I'm going to go with the second one. I don't know. I don't remember what it said, but the <laughs> right. second one. I think that was the same one that Chris said. Yeah, I think that was a three one hundred. So I just threw down three hundred, oh. yeah, three one hundred dollar yeah. bills. Okay, well we're all gonna be wrong. Let's find right. out. <laughs> what does the Discord think? Oh, no one knows what the fuck what the answers were. People uh, don't like this game. So uh, Fudgical, who's very uh, knowledgeable on this topic, says the ATM one. But does John have an American Express card? Hmm. Huh. All right. Let's I find mean, out. I mean, he lies anyways. So. Well, he might have a card that says Jay Leno on it. <laughs> All right, contestants, it's time to lock in your answer. Just last night, the bill was like 180, 190, and then I left the, I don't know, 25, yes. 30% tip. But be sure to come back next week to find out if you are man enough to catch a dabbler. I don't know why it's called to catch a dabbler. It doesn't make any fucking sense. All I right. dabble in tipping. I know his tricks. Well, I won. <laughs> there was someone in our subreddit who was bitching I about won. us playing games on the show. Like, play games on your own time. Everyone can play along, sir. That's the point of having games on shows. You play along at home. It's called the skip ahead button. Or that. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> or there's always. Ask, ask, run away. <laughs> That's what this should be called. <laughs> Please join us again next week. It might be the episode we find out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everypony. Farting in the mosh pits of morning radio. And now to 
Mm. Okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? Fuck you! Uh-oh. Retard alert. Retard alert, class. Thanks a lot, Carl. Ah! I can't fucking take it! This podcast, don't do what we do, which is you know who are these podcasts? <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense. From our show subreddit, Fafa Floheim makes us blush with, on behalf of Dabbler Nation, congrats Carl, producer Chris, Croge, Vinny, and all of WATP. This is the Mount Rushmore of WATP guest co-hosts. Phenomenal. You guys are awesome. I miss penis. You're a sycophant. T Aller One writes 300 episodes. Wow, that's many long wasted hours I'll never get back. Thanks, Carl. Yo soy El Gallo Two. Don't forget the time on this sub. Earl of Turdshire notes Carl bringing back Fat Bitch after one episode was well worth it. Thought Kicker. 300. When I think of that number, I think of Spartan warriors. You guys are kind of like the Spartans. Soft, flabby, don't believe in vocalists. Warriors of Rochester. Congratulations, I think. Deeply unprincipled posts. 300 shattered dreams. Congrats, gentlemen. Tony the Tiger notes, John has turned into a human troll-like monster. Holy crap, does he look bad. Love the podcast, guys. Brad Logan 00 says what we're all thinking. I missed the goat. Hey, rubber dick. Not even a drunken voicemail this time? MOX with the update. Andy is currently leaving voicemails for Sarah Silverman that are 50% lavish praise, 50% autistic self-harm stories. Sir James comments, Now that was a music special I can get behind. Nice work, gents. Also, that broad sounds a lot like the viewer discretion advised person on Hulu. And over at YouTube, we get reactions to Stuttering John's interview with Bobby Brown. Gregory leads with, Okay, now I understand why this channel covers John so much. This 20 minutes is friggin' gold. Casey Debris shares, I had to pause a couple times to regroup. Some of the clips of John's interview were really tough to watch. I got really bad douche chills. Chris L. agrees. I don't know how he does it. He's like a magician. John just keeps getting more and more douche chilling. DB is trying to kill us with... Take a shot every time John says, you know, holy shit, dude. And so many socks sums it up while playing us out with, I came for the laughs, stayed for the cringe. Oh, shit, that reminded me, cringe of the week. Did you you bring a cringe of the week? I did, but I mean, I wasn't going to force it. Cringe of the week. Cringe of the week. Now, this could have been, if I had been here for 300, this might have been the the pod that I went with. Okay. And this is June Diane on the deep dive. Uh, and it the worst. comes, it starts off with, uh, what was it? Uh, where's my fucking notes? <laughs> this is my new favorite thing. <laughs> you looking through pages and pages All of right. notes. Clip 18. This is the beginning okay. of the deep dive. Everybody get psyched for high energy. Yes. 
podcasting. <laughs> Is it going to be jacked up by any chance, <laughs> yeah, Andy? It's going to be jacked. All right, I'm psyched now. Let's do it. Hi, Jessica. June, I need you to raise me up. <laughs> Sweetie, I'm coming in with the same energy. I need you to raise me up. I was even like, do I fake it today? Do I just try to fake it? Because does anybody want this? You know, I'm so relieved. I actually, a couple things. I want you to know I almost texted you 10 times this morning saying... We got a punt. And punt! <laughs> wow, what a way to start a show. I really yeah. don't want to be doing this. Yeah, this is going to be terrible. This right. is going to suck. You don't have to fucking do it. All right. Now, so the point of this But clip, Andy, what other podcasts are even out there for people to listen to? How is that? You say, someone has I to know. do it. Can I listen to something that will give me some joy? <laughs> this is so funny because uh, June starts recounting a story where... A friend of hers, when she was a child, told her that she didn't want to be friends with her anymore. Okay. And they're just like, they're legit crying through this. Oh, I thought this was a funny story. And they try and laugh it off, uh-huh. but they're sobbing. Oh, Jesus It's Christ. so cringe. All right. Like, please just play it. It's, it's great. Anyway, long story short, I, in third grade... One day, why is this going to make me cry? I'm but already Susan- crying. <laughs> <laughs> We're I'm not. Crying. This episode may not be released. Um, Susan announced with, like no warning that she did not want to be my friend anymore. I can't take this. <laughs> I can't take I'm crying too now. I'm crying about it. When your little hearts are so young, it's so, and kids are to be so cruel. It's too much. I know, I'm sorry. This This is so crazy right now, but it's so crazy what's happening. All right. What's the name of this podcast? The Andy? Deep Dive. The Deep Dive. Everybody go to the Deep Dive's Apple page and leave a review. June Diane, I do not want to be your friend anymore. I think that's exactly <laughs> Is that what you wrote down too? <laughs> Let's all tell her we don't want to be your friend anymore. I just read our reviews and Carl666 doesn't want to be my friend anymore. And neither does Andy Bukaki King. <laughs> Oh, my God. Wow. It's just so absurd. That's absurd. Wow. Worst of the year. Oh, God. Yeah, that would have been a winner, although it wasn't a contest. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's vote. <laughs> hey, I'm looking for a uh, specific person. You stupid fucking blabbermouth cunt. Vic, are you there still? Vicky. Oh, my God. Hello. Oh, Tori. Hey, I wanted to ask you something. You're going to come to the roast. Will you be roasting at the roast? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. We get to see Vic stand up live in action. Also, I got to see a sneak preview of Vic's outfit as she's dressing up as Thelma. Is that right? (laughs) Thelma? Velma? Velma. Come on. Jesus Christ. Velma. Sorry, I don't watch Scooby-Doo. All right. You in the classic game room? (laughs) That's when you were a kid, Carl, like 50 years ago. (laughs) That's true. That's a good point. 
Um, so that'll be fun. And then um, is our friend Casey going to be going to dress Daphne? up like Louise? <laughs> Hellman Louise? <laughs> I get it. Well played. Yeah. I get yeah, it. She, she's Daphne. You're making it very hard for me to edit this out and make me not sound like an idiot now, Andy. <laughs> you realize that, right? Hey, do you have any uh, new reviews that you want to uh, read for us? Yeah, you have quite a few. Oh, good. Zoinks. <laughs> this first Look one's out of Scoop. <laughs> it's going to go one of two ways. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, this, this first one's Don't Bother. Apparently, this is supposed to be a podcast critique show, and the host claims to be a host uh, broadcast radio connoisseur. However, he fails to provide a format with any interesting content and refuses to edit anything. Furthermore, his co-hosts, which he refers to as local geniuses, come off as uninformed, uninterested, and lazy. Don't waste your time with this. Hmm. That sounds like a five-star review. Yeah, it must be, because refusing to edit anything. (laughs) So much editing. Local geniuses. I would never call any of you guys that. No. (laughs) That was a five-star. Nice. Very well done. Uh, This next one is... Please do Red Scare pod- podcast mm. next. Um, mm. It's two Bohemian chicks art with Frokel Fry right up your alley. Yeah, I know of that show. It's terrible. Oh yeah, I think it's too boring to. It's make very fun popular, of. right? It's a huge show. It's like adjacent to Chapo, right? It's exactly. Like boring socialist. Yeah, it's socialists who make Fucking... hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah, a yeah. month. Yeah, give all your money away. Meanwhile, I'm <laughs> yeah. raking it in. I'll, I'll take it, though. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Fucking assholes. Uh, that was a five-star. Nice. And then this next one is awesome show I just discovered. The, love these guys. They're spot on with everything. The guests are okay, too. Helps me focus on design while I learn. And then the last one, you have... It's a podcast that reviews podcasts based on a single episode. And then he says, if you like two unfunny guys who barely prepare, spend 45 minutes complaining about podcasts that don't prepare, this is for you. You barely should prepare. be able to fit this between your rewatch of last season's Mass Singer and the playlist of YouTube re- <laughs> reaction videos you have pulled up. Very good. That's yeah. got to be five star. No, it's a two star. Fuck that guy. <gasps> what? This guy does not know how much editing I did on this CGR <laughs> fucking assholes podcast. Pulling out dead air is not difficult work to do, Andy. <laughs> He's like, you'd be surprised. Don't, don't minimize my contributions. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Vic, for reading those reviews, as only you can. Absolutely. Right. Uh, Ethan Ralph called to do our show and loved to voice. So <laughs> this is interesting. Hey, how's it going, Carl? It's Ethan Ralph, and this is how I... <laughs> Call me back. All right, Ralph. Yeah, good to hear from you, buddy. Hope you had fun in uh, L.A. at uh, <laughs> Road Rage. Yeah. Did you see that? Dick Madison's doing a live show. It's supposed to be for three hundred, yeah. but instead it's two ninety nine because he fucked up. <laughs> okay. Uh, speaking of episode three hundred. Hey, Carl. I just got done listening to episode three hundred. Um, I've been an occasional uh, listener for a while. I kind of just pop in whenever there's a show that sounds interesting. Um, yeah, I finished episode 300, um, and I can tell you outright that it was completely unlistenable. I have no idea who most of these people are, what all these songs were about. Um, there, there were two women on the show. I usually don't even listen to podcasts that have one woman on them. And, uh, the fact that you allowed two women to speak into a microphone on your show at once, that's, 
just reprehensible. Uh, keep it up. All right, I do appreciate constructive feedback like that. That's a good point. I love that for him. That was overkill with the review girls. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my friend, um, <laughs> my friend Paco <laughs> called back in, <laughs> and uh, he's got a better connection now, which is nice. Okay. Hey, what's up, Carl? It's your best friend, Paco. I just want to say, dog, I heard that Holocaust joke, and uh, I thought it I thought it deserved a lot more. Thank you. Everybody iced you. Everybody just stayed silent <laughs> because it was so brilliant. But I couldn't stop laughing when I heard it. You know the one where you're saying, oh, we'll make you laugh at any Holocaust. And uh, I thought it was brilliant, very smart writing, too smart for those bozos that are with you on that show. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it the laugh it deserves. <laughs> but you're welcome, Carl. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm your best fucking homeboy, dog, because I fucking saw that joke, and I laughed because I thought it deserved more. Fucking piece of shit. Call me back. <laughs> I'm not sure what to think about that uh, particular voicemail. Yeah. I'm not sure the Paco really did enjoy that joke. Till it happens to you. <laughs> that yeah. is, that'll be real funny. All right. He called back again. Yeah, what up, Carl? This is Paco. First of all, much love and respect to all you motherfuckers that's doing that show. 300 episodes was dope. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shout out to Kevin. He really nailed my, he really nailed the impression of me. <laughs> I think it's because he's from, uh, Arizona, or he's in Arizona now. 520. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here at 623 Westside Phoenix, but it's okay. It's all love. You know what I'm saying? I think that's why he was able to nail the impression because he's from, he's in Arizona now. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, shout out to that fool. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed that show. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry about the quality of my fucking calls, but uh, hopefully it gets better. I don't fuck. I don't know, man. You know what? I'll, I'll see you guys later. All right, peace. All right, peace. <laughs> Will you? Yeah. Good talking to you. <laughs> some Arizona love going on for some reason. Hey, fart face. I've got great news, and I couldn't wait to share it with you. I just got over the music special. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm glad people are forgiving me finally after all these years. Much appreciated. Ring and run, Carl. Not ding dong ditch. Ring and run, buddy. Ring and run. I didn't know people were so passionate about the name of that game. It's not a fun game. It's stupid. It's stupid. What do you yeah. mean it's not fun? You you like that game? I mean, it's fun. Yeah, for I used people. to play with like a deaf person, but like we would just throw like rocks at our window. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's the same game. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I love that so game. So they couldn't hear the doorbell, but they heard rocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she would sit at the window and then she would like see the rock hit the window. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, Carl, it's Gabe. Uh, I just wanted to thank you for uh, not playing my Stuttering John parody song. Uh, thank you for saving me the embarrassment of that because it was pretty bad. Uh, I just did it in 45 minutes, and I thought it was funny, and then I realized it was shit. So, yeah, appreciate you not playing me that. Uh, but I will be back for revenge in the Opie song contest. I will be nice. taking another swing at it, and, uh, yeah, it'll be not cringe this time. Go fuck yourself, buddy. Yeah, we had a few signs people sent in that I was like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Holy shit. I can't wait for his Snoop Doggy Dog parody. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea, actually. Did we did we talk about that yet? 
It's a good one. It's my idea. Don't steal it, motherfucker. All right, fair enough. Hey, (laughs) the Isotopes announcer called back into the show. Cool. Hello, Carl. This is the announcer for the Isotopes. I didn't realize that Kevin was going to be in studio when I called him with my mediocre impression of him. Well, that was a bad move. Just like walking away from a successful podcast. And now, more voicemail. The announcer's getting a little foppy. <laughs> really leaning into it. Isn't he? Oh. Oh. All right. I have one more voicemail to play from a gentleman that I actually met in Chicago when we did the uh, the live show. Oh, I don't have an update on the live show. I got to figure out what's going on with that. May 14th, I'm shooting for in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Got to get an update on that. Mm-hmm. Probably be a matinee. Okay. Cool. So for the guys who like to start drinking at 7 a.m. and then come to our show and then pass out in the middle so of it. So we're just after yeah. the puppet show before <laughs> the buffet. <laughs> the real. Nailed it. We will find out. We will most certainly find out. All right. Uh, that's all I got for us today. Vic, thanks so much for coming on. Anything you want to promote? No, I'll be at the live show in Nashville wearing cowgirl boots with Casey. Nice. nice. You got an outfit picked out for that one already? Nothing. Not else. yet. Okay. But it's coming. Very good. I should remind people. Delma and Louise. If you sign up for our Patreon, not only do you get Vic's phone number, but you also get to see her in a wet, very, very wet T-shirt. And uh, there was someone who just commented on that, that it was worth the price of the Patreon Hmm. for that. So some love coming your way, Vic. Bring it. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Okay, folks. Guess what? The episode's over. (laughs) Anchovies. Oh, my God. Now we got to go.